0: On episode 105 of Pixel Gaiden. Eric falls in love all over again. Tim enjoys something called a lavazza. Eric discusses his projects through the years. Six good arcade sequels. We have a coin flip game show. Vintage gaming peripherals. Does Tim really need another CRT? Tim plays some foxy games. And Cody mows the lawn one. Another visitor.
1: Stay a while.
0: Stay forever. Welcome to Pitch Featuring Cody, Eric, and Tim Drew. Now, here are your hosts, Eric Nelson and Cody Hoffman.
1: We are here, second episode in April. I am Eric Nelson, and I am here with... Mr. Cody Hoffman. That's right, and we are kicking off the second episode of Pixel Gaiden for April.
0: With style.
1: <laughs> with style, exactly. And we're going to have Tim on a little bit later, that should be a lot of fun. Have a little game show planned.
0: little for sure, catching up. For sure, going to catch up. Uh, and six good games, which I'm particularly excited about.
1: Yeah, six good arcade sequels.
0: Which is an arcade game sequel to a previous arcade game. Correct. Specifically.
1: Because that gets muddled. That gets a little muddled.
0: What if we did six good games next time? It's arcade sequels based on games before that were not arcade games. That's true. There's probably like two or three Mm -hmm. of those out there. Can't think of one off the top of my head, but... If you guys I think are, are litany- a few those.
1: We can always do arcade ports, because those, there's a, oh, those there's are a
0: dime a dozen. Drown in those. Yep. Uh, yeah, so we'll get to that very shortly. I just like to let everyone know that Pixel Guide in is part of the Amigos Retro Gaming Network. Uh, check out other great shows on the network, such as Amigos, Everything Amiga, uh, R. Sinclair, the ZX Spectrum Podcast, ARG Presents with Amigo Aaron and The Brent, and of course, Bright Castle with Rob Flack O'Hara. Correct. Um, Not sure what else to talk to, so probably worth jumping right on into. Quick questions.
2: Quick questions.
0: Eric, our first quick question comes from a Patreon subscriber. His name. Yes, it does. Is Pajaco6502, and he asks a very poignant question. Have you accidentally purchased a duplicate game or gaming system because you totally forgot you already had one?
1: Yeah. So, do you want me to answer this first?
0: Yeah, I feel like you're ready. I think you got something loaded here.
1: So, I, I am totally guilty of buying duplicates on certain things like vinyl records. And you benefited from that once. Remember, I gave you <laughs> that Cars album? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Because I had bought it twice.
0: That's a great album. And there by was the way.
1: another. There was another album, "Meat Is Murder" by The Smiths. I bought that twice because I, for some reason, I forgot that I had the original one. <laughs> um, so I, I do, I do do that thing. But I'm thinking back about, like, it definitely. Let's rule out gaming systems. No, I've never bought a, a duplicate accidentally. I've done it on purpose many times because if I find a good deal on another Sega Genesis or another Super Nintendo or another whatever, I will get it Yeah, because it's fun. You can clean them up. You can resell them. You can mod them. You can mod them in different ways. You can do cool things with them. So I I bought duplicates on purpose for sure. For, for games though, I'm trying to think, I'm sure that I've done it, but I can't think of anything in particular. And maybe, I mean, it's possible. Maybe I haven't done it, but, that would be weird. I don't know. What about you?
0: Yeah, so I, I, I'm i sure I have at some point. I can't think of any. Uh, the one I do think of is in college, I had a Dreamcast and I was burning games for it and having a great time with it. And towards the end, it stopped reading my games. So I thought the Dreamcast was going out. Maybe I tr- tried to run too many burnt games on it and I couldn't get it to work and I didn't have any real games to test on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I just assumed the Dreamcast was going bad, so I bought a new to me second-hand used uh, Dreamcast. So I had two at that point and it worked and then eventually that thing stopped reading the games. And then I actually at that point had original games, but the originals would play. And that's when I kind of learned the the laser, you know, the the burnt games uh would would degrade very quickly over time. And the laser yes. couldn't read those. It was, it, you know, it wasn't that powerful or whatever. So I actually had two working Dreamcasts. I just needed to burn new games if I really wanted burnt games. Uh, and that's true to this day. If I want them, if I want to play them, I often have to re-burn games I already have burnt. <laughs> but yep,
1: I've I've done the same, same exact thing. In fact, on Dreamcast, that happened to me all the time before yep. I got the before I got the ODE for it. The yep. you know the SD card solution. I'd have to burn games. I'd burn a game and then play it for a few months and then it wouldn't work anymore and I'd have to burn it again and it would work again.
0: Yep. So luckily I have two Dreamcasts and now one has the ODE in it and the other one is original. So it worked out. But um, I will say that because the way I collect now and the way I display all my stuff, I don't have it in boxes hidden away necessarily. So I regularly see my whole collection, which is nice because I don't forget what I have. (laughs) <laughs> to be honest, exactly, it's all, it's all out yep. and about. So I'll say no, and I I have not done this this thing, Pajaco. I'm a, I'm a su- yeah. assuming he has.
1: <laughs> right, right, or maybe he wouldn't ask the question. You're right. Yeah, I so, wish I yeah. wish he
0: would have answered it. Maybe he did, and I missed that 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 post. But I don't know. Yeah, um, Eric, here's one from Tim that you get to read. Yeah.
1: So all he wrote in here is Coca-Cola or Pepsi. <laughs>
0: Not necessarily game-related, but I guess if you want to call it n- gamer fuel or nerd fuel, you could. Um, if we wanted to make it retro, we could say Crystal Coke or, uh, wait, Crystal Pepsi, right? <laughs> Crystal Pepsi or Classic Coke. What was our new yeah, Coke? Exactly,
1: our new Versus new Coke? new Coke. Oh, yuck. But which one? Which one for you? Coca-Cola or Pepsi? I definitely have an
0: answer. You know what? I think it's changed throughout my life. Um, okay. When we were kids, we were really marketed to Pepsi because that was the big, you know, the big comeback story, right? And they were kind of seen right. as, like, the rebels. And for whatever reason, I was always kind of in the square traditional camp. So I was always, oh, Coca-Cola. But that was purely because of marketing. At this age mm-hmm. where I am now, Coca-Cola is too darn sweet. Um, okay. I, I I lean towards Pepsi, but I lean towards Diet Coke. So there's my answer. <laughs> and I don't really drink full, full sugar soda anymore. But when I was still drinking I don't it... Drink- it was I, Pepsi. I don't
1: drink very much soda at all anymore. Um, I stopped drinking that back, I, man, when I was about 26, 27, I just stopped drinking soda altogether. Well, good but, for you. Exactly. Well, <laughs> I, I, I'm not, I, I don't, I don't, I will have it here and there. I just don't drink it every day. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, man, I got it Like you. if
1: I go to out to the fair or something and that's all that's available, I will grab a Coke or a Pepsi. Um. So uh, no, I, I I'm not a snobby guy. That's like <laughs> I'm never drinking again. I just realized that that they got too sweet, and the guy they they just have way too much sugar. Um, it's definitely Coke for me. I drink Coke more than Pepsi. Now when I was a kid, it was Pepsi. All
0: right, you're part of the new generation. That's right.
1: But now as a hipster, I'm RC Cola all the oh, way. Oh,
0: there we go. I like to order a royal
1: crown baby
0: i like to order a uh, royal crown and crown royal when i go to the bar (laughs) see what they give me
1: i i'm not joking i actually prefer rc cola versus either one of those it does have a lighter flavor
0: yeah it does not a shasta you want a shasta (laughs) well
1: yeah i i drank a lot of shasta when i was a kid or a Jilt.
0: yep um that was a simple question so i got one more for us here and this one's legit eric this is a legit quick question here I'm is there ready. a particular peripheral for a system that you are really interested in getting A peripheral and why have you not purchased it yet?
1: I have two, two answers for you. The first one is an obvious one. Uh, if you've listened back uh, last month's episodes, you learned that I built up a Neo Geo MVS machine, Um, little, I consoleized it and I would love to get the Neo SD MVS version. Uh, And, and I would love to get that two things. It's expensive and it's very hard to get. So it's 400 and something dollars and it's sold out right now. And based on what I was reading in the forums, once a year he'll release like 20 of them and they get sold out like that. So I don't know if I'll get one anytime soon, but that's one peripheral that I would like to save some money up for and grab. The second one is, man, all this talk online about uh, the Pi Storm accelerators for the Amigas. Uh, Basically, you buy the accelerator, but you plug your uh, Raspberry Pi into it. And it's like this insanely fast accelerator. And I don't know why, because I have an accelerator and it works fine and it plays all the games I want. But I don't know. It's that thing where, you know, it's the FOMO, like fear of missing out like everyone's into these things and i just want to like tinker with it and mess around with it and get it set up but i don't know those are the two peripherals i've been thinking about what okay.
0: about you that, you were going to new school i didn't even think about that i was my mind was kind of old school but that worked if that it's okay. the, the that fits the question yeah so so i thought you were going to cheat and say something i mean you have one now but say something like uh, I really want to buy a Neo Geo uh, AES controller, and the reason I haven't bought one is because I don't have a Neo Geo AES. <laughs> <laughs> right, 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 But um, so I, I'll, there's two that I'll mention as well, and I don't really have a good reason why I haven't purchased them yet. One of okay. them is really goofy, and it is, I know you know about it, I've talked about it on the show before, but there's an old uh, DB9 plugin controller that basically allows you to pick which input on your like Commodore or any of the old school computers and assign it to a foot pedal. Oh, it's like wow. four buttons. Um, okay. And they're big buttons. You put it on the floor and you can step on it. And, uh, you know, for example, you know, it has like a little, little, switch on each one. So I'm like, all right, this one's going to be up. So when I'm playing a racing game, I can put my foot down for drive and then press left and right on the controller
1: oh wow I've never seen that before you
0: haven't let me see if I can pull a picture of it up because
1: but yeah I honestly have never seen that before that sounds like it could come in really handy for even other stuff too
0: yeah here we go here Commodore 64 foot controller let me see if I can find it real quick it should you think it pop there it is um this is off of I don't know some website but actually this is a little different than the one I've seen but it's the same idea and so basically okay. this one right here's got three pedals, a big yellow one, a big red one, a big green one. Um oh, this is on eBay here now, so there you go. And then I've never seen that. And here in the in between them there's uh yeah, selector switches so you can decide which you know, which those pedals actually trigger. I was also hoping you could make it trigger the space bar cuz that would be cool for plugging into your Amiga. That would be cool. Cuz then you could be using your Competition Pro and hit the space here the foot button for a bomb or something. Yeah. Um. Maybe this one does actually. I, I want to zoom in on this picture. How can I? How do I zoom in on this picture? Because. There we go. So it looks like. Up left down right. Yeah, button. It's only got the five. This one's only got the five. Anyways, I thought that was pretty cool, and it's actually got two plugs in the back, so I guess you can plug in the controller one or two i don't know
1: yeah like a two-player kind of deal interesting
0: and then the second one uh that interests me is i want the um actually it's two i guess but the for both the sega genesis and the super nintendo but specifically the super nintendo one the super scope the big bazooka you put on your arm the light gun
1: Yep, I have the Zapper for the Nintendo, but I do not have the Super Scope for Super Nintendo. I don't have that one either.
0: I was recently on a website, and it showed all the games that Super Nintendo has for the Super Scope. And there's there's not like a ton of time, but there's about 10, and like three or four of them look really good. And I heard although that thing is big and clunky, it is dead accurate. Okay. So I need to pick me up a Super Scope.
1: I wonder how much they're going for these days.
0: Well, Eric, let me tell you, since I am on... Well, I'm on eBay, <laughs> ebay.co.uk at the moment. So, let's get rid of that. I'm
1: not joking. I I remember way way back in the day though seeing those at Goodwill and they'd be like 5 bucks.
0: Yeah, no, I yeah, they're not they weren't a lot. Um oh, gun man. only this one's like 25 shipped. It's always hard to tell, right? Cuz they have boxed versions that people charge. Here's what I always do. I go down to sold items to see what they actually sell for. Oh, I get one uh, out of
1: a box. That doesn't matter to me.
0: Yeah, I know it. I, <laughs> I know it doesn't. I for just you. get a
1: loose one that that if, and, as long as it
0: works. Yeah, here's one with four games. It went for you know, fifty dollars shipped. So I'd say thirty-five to fifty dollars seems to be the ranged. Uh, this one has the original that's
1: box. Not, that's not as bad as I thought it was going to be.
0: Yeah, no, I'm going to I'm going to get me one of those for sure. Um. Eric, speaking of random websites that are international, there's one that you had on your mind recently. What was that called?
1: RetroRewind.ca from the exotic Canada.
0: Ooh. A. Sorry. I've (laughs) I've gone this long. There's many episodes without saying it. I had to say it eventually. (laughs) What do they do over there at RetroRewind.ca, Eric?
1: Yeah, so they are your one-stop shop for shopping for peripherals, as we just discussed. Uh, for the Commodore 64, 128, 16 plus 4, Commodore Amiga, the Tandy Coco, um, your body, because you can get a t-shirt. I mean, that's something.
0: There you go. Your body is a um, computer of sorts. Exactly.
1: Um, and the I will say my Retro Rewind t-shirt is one of my favorite t-shirts, and not just because it has the logo on it. And it's a very cool logo, but it's a high quality t-shirt i It's one of my favorite like like it's a it's a very beefy, nice cotton shirt. did a very good job picking a vendor for that. Um,
0: my wife actually lets me so wear that shirt because it actually looks good. It's yeah, not just it a nerdy shirt that makes you look like a nerd. it's actually a cool looking shirt.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, but let's look at let's let's focus in for a moment on some tandy cocoa things. Um you know that the capacitors in your Cocoa are gonna blow up. You just know that, right? Like violently explode. Yep. So you can buy a capacitor kit and it's only 10 bucks. And they are, I believe, in the Cocoa, all hole through capacitors. So not that difficult, not that difficult to replace. So you could just grab that for the Cocoa One and you're off and running. You but Frank does offer a Cocoa One recap service for 40 bucks, which is a deal. Screaming It's a deal? deal. You ship your Cocoa 1 over there. He'll take care of it. And Bob's your uncle comes right <laughs> back. You know what I'm saying?
0: I know what you're saying. But let's say your Cocoa is now working in great condition. Let's get some games on that thing or some programs. So you want to get the Cocoa uh, SD solution. It's the Cocoa SDC cartridge. You pop an SD card in, put all the games and programs you want on that thing. And Bob's your uncle. All the games are on your Tandy Cocoa. <laughs>
1: Exactly. Uh, it is one of the best SD card solutions for retro games is the Coco SDC. So, and it, his comes like, I, I already had one before retro rewind even came into existence. And mine has this funky 3d printed um, neon colored shell on it, like yeah. a neon green color. And, and it doesn't bother me that much, but i much rather have the one that Frank provides. Cause it's a nice solid black, neat with a great little like graphic uh, sticker on there I mean it looks so much better than the one I have so for sure
0: and also there's a lot of people out there making new stuff for the Coco and uh, this new stuff is you know cutting edge so it uses the the, um, you know previously rarely used upgraded CPU the Hitachi 6309 so there's some games on there that you can't play unless you have this CPU well guess what Frank's got it at Retro Rewind CEA. So, all you do is take out your old CPU, put in your new CPU, and Bob's your uncle. You're an upgraded Tandy Coco user. So, if you have Excellent. anything that you need for your Tandy Color computer, Retro Rewind's got you covered. Not to mention very similar uh, great items for all of your Commodore needs, from the 64 to the Amiga, the Plus 4 to the 128, and everything in between. Uh, also, you can save 10% off if you log in and use code PG10, that's PG as in Pixel PG10 at checkout.
1: We almost forgot that. That's the best part.
0: It is the best part.
1: You save 10% on an already great price.
0: Darn straight. Eric, let's get some more beer in us, shall we? Oh, man. You're you're, uh, singing my tune. Oh, I'm singing. I'm singing. So... Just like in the previous episode, again, behind the curtain here, Eric and I record this stuff at the same, uh, in the same sitting here, and uh, of course, Tim will be joining us shortly, but I was ill-prepared with beer again this month. I'm sorry. I'm doing a terrible job of getting the beer ready, so therefore, I had to scrounge through my my refrigerators and figure out if I had anything. After Easter, uh, I had 40 people over. I was left with a glut of Coors Light, which I'm fine with. I think it's a good six sure. and a half out of ten beer i can drink all day long i have no problem with it uh unfortunately the only other beer i have to drink eric i knew one of these days it was going to happen <laughs> the aloha. The, the alohawk officially the second worst maybe it was the third worst beer that i've had on this show in the almost five years we've been recording it now i have one left over here my goal is to get it to eric because he didn't mind it as much as i did but tonight no Aloha is going in my belly, so cracking ah, that open. Ah. Yeah, what are you sipping on, Eric?
1: So I am. This is a brand new to me. I've never tried it. I just bought it today. It is called Dark and Fluffy. Ooh, and it has. It has. a see the little cartoon thing of the fat unicorn a on it. Big fat
0: like unicorn balloon. That thing's adorable. So this is called Dark and Fluffy. It is a chocolate marshmallow
1: stout. Wow. <laughs> now it is uh Punchy in the teeth,
0: eight percent alcohol by volume. My goodness!
1: So it has cocoa nibs, vanilla, and marshmallow. So let's try this bad boy that's out.
0: E- that's going to be either really good or really awful. I can't imagine I agree, that being in between. All right, I'm
1: hoping that it is good, but it is a it is a, a risky. It's risky.
0: All right, Ooh, it's Eric. Got a you're, big. My alohawk is going to pop your dark and fluffy unicorn balloon. Eric had to. Suckle on the head there to get, uh, to get the, to keep it from overflowing. I did what now? <laughs> you had to drink <laughs> your beer fast. <laughs>
1: I'm, uh, this is, I'm drinking this out of my dug mug.
0: Yep. I like it. I like it. All right. I'm taking a sip of the alohawk again. Hopefully, uh, oh, hopefully, man. hopefully it's a whole different experience. I don't know why it would be, but. Caw! Oh, good gracious. Is that?
1: Oh, no. <laughs> So I'm still I'm act- as bad as you remember it.
0: Well, it's funny because um, I didn't finish it last time. I tried and I couldn't get through it. <clears throat> um, I'm very curious to listen to my previous review of this and see if it matches yeah. my, my current review to see if anything has changed. Maybe the the gravity of the air, maybe the air pressure has changed. Maybe um, maybe my sinuses are clearer than last time because it was midwinter. I don't know, but um, what I'm tasting this time. So, it's like when you know when you, when you drink a beer, like a, a, I don't know, a beer and you're like, you know, it's got a little tang to it, a little metallic taste. Um, yeah. Maybe I, a little exactly bit of that bile flavor. Yeah. You know, and you kind of say, like, it's really good, but I'm noticing these little notes of this. This beer is just those notes and nothing else. It's wow, tangy metallic bile. That is what I'm drinking.
1: It's like a little bit of the acidic vomit.
0: I don't, I mean, it's supposed to be, I mean, it's got a cool can. It's this giant hawk with a Hawaiian yeah. lay on it attacking like some beach goers. Yep. Um,
1: you got that picture I sent you, right? Like I went to a, a little deli here in town in Natomas and uh, on tap, Aloha.
0: Yeah, they did. You didn't go for it, huh?
1: i did not go for it no
0: (laughs) i steered clear (laughs) yeah according to this it's supposed to fill my mouth with redolent sweet malt fills the mouth redolent of honey pear and fresh apricot the finish is so smooth and well-rounded no its strength is deceiving oh so i guess it's yeah it's eight percent as well so that's probably i'm just taking tasting pure alcohol and metallic bile that's what I'm tasting. <laughs> it's light, though. It is light. It's not like it hits you over the face with it. It's it's on borderline taste list, but the taste you get are those kind of negative things. So, there we go.
1: Imagine, imagine if Mega Man ate some tacos and then was running and then got punched in the stomach and vomited. Uh-huh, That's uh-huh. what it
0: would taste like. That's exactly it. So, with that being said, out of uh, 20 regurgitated Mega Man pellets, what are we going to give... <laughs> I'm going to give Nyalohawk a six out of 20. Ooh, six out of 20. Six all right. out of 20. Yeah,
1: that's, that's higher than I thought you'd give it. <laughs> this is not bad. This is actually quite good. It doesn't taste very alcoholy at all, which is, I appreciate. Uh, the sweetness isn't as uh, kick you in the face as you would think it would be being a marshmallow chocolate stout. Um, it's not super sweet. It's sweet, but it's not super sweet. Okay. Um, out of you said 20?
0: twenty. Twenty, um, yeah. Mega Man vomit pellets. Re- regurgitated Mega Man pellets. Yes.
1: <laughs> I'm going to give this one fifteen. All
0: right. Yeah. Fair. Good. I mean, Fair it's good. Enough. It's
1: not. It's not something I'm probably going to buy over and over, but it's good.
0: It doesn't make you want to slap your mama.
1: It it does. You know, it tastes kind of like the campfire stout one but I'd prefer
0: that one to be honest that one's got a little more going for it yeah yep.
2: you can get show information on our podcast at pixelguiden.com you can also listen to our show on the Amigos Retro Gaming Network at anchor.fm forward slash Amigos Podcast you can reach us on Twitter using at pixel underscore guiden you can reach Eric at the project that's at D U H P R O J E C T, and you can reach Cody at Oddball, which is at O D D B A 1149. You can also reach me, that's Tim, at Sanxion, and that's at S A N X I O N. Please review us on iTunes or Apple Podcasts or any of the other podcatchers that you use. It really helps us out. You can email us on podcast at pixelguiden.com and we'd love any feedback. And also, please let us know if we've done anything wrong and we'll mention it on the next show.
0: We also have a Patreon account set up, so if you wish to support the show financially, you can do so at patreon.com forward slash in. You can support us with as little as a dollar all the way up to infinite dollars. If you do so, you'll get access to the Amigos Retro Network Discord server where all kinds of cool chat is happening about not only our show, but the other shows such as Bright Castle and, of course, the Amigos um, amongst other shows. And there's various other topics in there, um, everything from for sale to music to uh, high score contests, things like that. If you support us at the $3 or more tier, we like to announce every supporter at that level here on the show in a way that we can only do here on pixel guide and using our random adjective generator and this month we're heading out west the crowded mark richardson and nimble david Motelak. Ah. labored scott low and roy Fielding's a little bit simplistic agonizing Henrik Global, Prickly Adam from Commodore Chronicles, Rabbit Josh Malone, Nutritious Matthew Ackerman, The Narrow Daniel James, and The Cruel Eric Sandgren. The voices of Pixel Guide and Roland. Like tumbleweeds through digital rain And though their fingers blister Their thumbs will not lead in vain The unarmed Mr. Toast and the spooky ants to Bouncy Brian Arsenault, and the Hypnotic David Cavallari. Cavallari! Horatius David Vincent, Noxious Mitsuyama, pastoral Parajoid, Terrific Machae, Sosnowski, and of course the old-fashioned Ten Bar. The so Retro Gamer Nation. R-D-S. Obtainable. Jason Holland. Holiday The Paul Jacobson. Who else? Incandescent. Ram. OK. ROM. OK.
1: This month on Eric's Take, I wanted to cover some projects that I've worked on over the years. Uh, Some of these are before I started the podcast, and some are after I started the podcast. But I got the idea for this uh, because of our Discord. We were discussing in one of the forums on our official Discord, which is the Amigos Discord channel. um, There was a discussion on... Mayflash devices these are these cheap um uh like arcade fight sticks uh they're definitely not the best in the world but they are inexpensive and they are usually six or eight button arcade fight sticks and we started talking about that and so the first project i wanted to talk about was um, a project I did in 2015, and I bought one of these Mayflash uh, arcade sticks on eBay. And I actually tried to look up to see if I still had the information on that. I, I don't know how much I paid for it, but it wasn't it wasn't a lot of money. I doubt it would have been over 60 bucks. It probably was less. Um, but it literally looks like a generic arcade fight stick. It's a black. Box basically with eight buttons on it and has a joystick. If I remember right, it it the joystick was pretty good. I mean, it was micro switch and everything. Um, they're, they're they're okay. They're they're decent little arcade sticks. But what I wanted to do during this project was I opened it up and I looked at how it was put together. And my goal was to take a Raspberry Pi 2 that I had at the time and install Retro Pi on it with um, thousands of arcade games on there, shove that Pi inside of the arcade stick, and then out the back, I wanted to just have an HDMI cable and a power cable, and that was it. So that was my goal. And it took me a couple of weeks of just tinkering with it, but I ended up doing... Um, I mean, there are some elaborate jobs of people doing this kind of deal, but I didn't want to spend a ton of money because this was actually going to be a gift. This was for my wife's nephew, um, and we were going to ship it to him and just see if he would enjoy it, and he did. He he loved it, but the, the basics behind building it were very simple. I got the Raspberry Pi 2. I installed uh, RetroPie on it. I installed... Um, these, there's this. There was at the time this pack of MAME ROMs that, um, it, it, there were just thousands and thousands and thousands of them. And I had used that or used those files to build my, um, my, uh, bar top arcade machine. Um, so I already had those on my, on, on a computer here at home. So I just put those on. That was pretty much kind of the easy part. I mean, it took a couple of days, uh, here and there to get that all up and running. But to make it easy on myself, I just took the USB cord that comes out of that Mayflash and I routed it back inside of the box and plugged it into the Raspberry Pi. And I remember I took the Raspberry Pi and I left I put it in a case to protect it and then I hot glued the case to the bottom of of the Mayflash just just the bottom half. I left the top half off so that it wouldn't overheat, so that it would just have, you know, better circulation. And uh, so I routed the USB back in and just plugged it right into um, the Raspberry Pi. So that made control- configuring the controller that couldn't have been easier because you're just plugging in the USB into it. And then it was just a matter of getting HDMI and power out of the back. There was already a hole there for the USB cable, so I dremeled it out and put some Sugru around it to make it um, – like a, like a rubber gasket. Sugru is this stuff called moldable glue. Um, but I made it so that there was a gasket kind of around the hole. Then I routed the power and the HDMI cable through that. Um, and, then I put a ball of Sugru around the cable to make it. So there was a tension. So you couldn't pull the cables out and destroy the electronics inside. Uh, very easy and very cheap. All that whole project. I mean, was probably less than a hundred bucks. um, and and sh- shipped out to him. So uh, last I heard, he was still using it and still enjoying it. And I made that thing in 2015. So it, it works like a champ. Um, and he really enjoyed it. So the next project I worked on, I remember, I, I don't remember what year it was. It wasn't that long ago. It was maybe in 2020. Uh, it was probably 2019. I took my PS2 um, I have the FAT version of the PS2, which allows you to install a hard drive. And Sony did have an official IDE hard drive. It came with the, what was called the network adapter. The network, the network adapter plugged into the, to the back interface, and then it, um, it had a little IDE port on there, and you could uh, put in an official Sony IDE hard drive in there. Um, but what you could do nowadays is you can take that IDE um, connector, and you can modify it to use SATA so you can use larger hard drives, right? Well, I didn't really care to do that. I just went and bought the interface with the network adapter, and um, then I was I thought about building an IDE drive, but um, I went online, I think, in a forum. God, it was, it was a while ago now, so I don't remember who it was or what his name was or anything like that, but I found a guy that had the entire PS2 library uh, digitally and he would make you a custom hard drive with all the games you wanted um and you just told him the games you wanted and i think he said he would put 50 games on there if i remember right remember these are ide hard drives so they weren't that large and i thought why not save some time and just i mean that the he was pretty much giving these hard drives on at cost but making putting these games on there for you is a super nice guy Uh, So I just sent him a spreadsheet of the 50 games I wanted on there and he popped them on the hard drive and uh, within a couple of weeks sent it to me and I was good to go. Now, part of that project is you do need to use um, free McBoot. If you're not familiar with free McBoot, it is basically a memory card that you modify so that it has all of these tools and it's basically soft modding your PS2 so that you can use these various two tools to do certain things like run uh, backup copies of your uh, games on disc. There's a utility on there to load games off of the hard drive. Uh, There's a bunch of utilities that do different things on there. So you do have to have a free McBoot card, uh, which I did already have, but um, just to let you know, um, so, Sometimes when I'm doing these projects, I just feel kind of lazy and I don't want to do uh, all the work. So I go and I see how much it costs to have someone else do the work. And if it's not that much more, I do that. And that's what I did with Free Boot as well. Because you could go, I did go and get the disc that had the exploit. And I don't remember what it is now. I want to say it was like a Metal Gear game or something like that. I don't remember there. No, no, no. I, oh, man. I now, I now I just don't remember. But there's a game you can get. And you do an exploit on the game, uh, with something to do with the save games, and it will let you sideload these tools onto a memory card. and You can make your own free McBoot. And I have done it before, but I, again, sometimes I just want to play the games, like Cody says. Cody always says, I just want to play the games. I don't want to get too much into it. So you can find people making these free McBoot um, memory cards all over Etsy, Pinterest. You can even find them on eBay once in a while. Um, although eBay kind of has some more strict rules about um, selling that kind of stuff sometimes. But I, I, every time a new version of free McBoot comes out, I just go and I typically just go on there and grab one, even though I do have the disc that, that, that would let me do it myself. But again, sometimes I just want to kick back and play games. But anyway, it, the funny thing about doing this is that after I got the hard drive, after I got a free McBoot, like an updated free McBoot and was, was off to the races and playing these games... The funny thing is, the more I use those kind of tools and utilities, the more I want to learn how to do it myself. But first, I want to experience it and see if it's worth doing. The funny thing is, I then went and bought another hard drive interface because they actually make clones of the original one now that support SATA. And so I actually went down the road of buying a second hard drive interface. And that, and because it was SATA, I... Bought a bigger hard drive, and you have to use this PC game PC uh, program called WinHip, Win H I I P. You take that, format the hard drive, and then that tool will let you mount your ISO images of games right onto the hard drive. So I went and started building a second hard drive, and I've been using that kind of because uh, the first hard drive, that ID one, was completely full. This one is it, it yeah, I every time I just want to play a different ps2 game on there I just go grab it and then put it on this um second hard drive that I learned how to do I learned how to do all the exploits and stuff like that just to make that happen um the ps2 is a fantastic machine not not just because of the size of the library which is huge I mean it the you know the ps2 was the number one selling video game system of all time um It, it, there's something about the PS2. That was the generation to me where games changed and they became more, I don't, it's more of a feeling like they became more modern. Like when I play a PS2 game now, they feel like, like there was, like there was a line between the PS1 and then the PS2 and everything PS1 and below were old games and ps2 and above to me in my mind are newer games even though ps2 is squarely retro now um, there's just something about the graphics and the sound on ps2 that it it it's it, it was a it was a delineation of to me in my mind modern games but if you haven't gone into modding your ps2 or or experiencing the peripherals like the network adapter slash hard drive you should get into it it's it's a fascinating world, and it, it opens up a great video system and makes it even more flexible. Now, this third thing I want to talk about isn't necessarily a project per se, but when I first started my what I call my retro revival, which I started, um, let me think about this, twenty three thirteen. I don't know, it was probably in 20... 10 or 11, I started getting serious into getting retro systems. And I remember the first thing I really bought was a uh, Sega Genesis. And I got a Sega Genesis. And then I remember f- going and finding a Commodore 64. And those were the two things that really kicked off. Uh, a Genesis is one that I I never had before. that w- It was my first one I bought. But Commodore 64 was... My main computer way back in the day, Uh, I had, I I used a Commodore 64 for, uh, man, I don't know, like seven years as my primary computer, something like that, something crazy like that. Um, And as I started getting back into my retro revival, and and I was using LCDs, um, you know, just using some converter for composite or just going straight composite. and. You know, the video quality is not the best in the world. It's all playable, but it was, wasn't was the best in the world. I remember I used a ViewSonic LCD, and it had a lot of inputs on it. And f- as far as LCD uh, monitors go, it, it worked really well. I still have it. Um, but I wanted to get into CRTs. And so, I, you know, I did my research, and I knew what was really good. Sony PVMs were... Um, or or even a Trinitron like a TV, where, where was was my goal? I wanted to get one of those, but when I looked around, I could not even find one for sale. Uh, when I did, they were outrageous money. Um, I I basically was just like, well, you know, I'll I'll bide my time and try to find one eventually. But it didn't stop my urge to get one, so. I remember looking on, I believe it was Craigslist, in fact, I'm, I'm sure it was, and someone was selling a Toshiba flat screen CRT. So these, in case you don't know what that is, um, it is like a CRT. It's a big, fat, giant TV, super heavy, and, but instead of a curved glass screen on the front like most CRTs have, it is a flat uh, tube on or not tube, but flat glass on the front so it's very nice looking very slick but what made this significant to me so this was a Toshiba and I'm looking at it here right behind me it has speakers on the sides on the left and right they're very actually really decent speakers but it the one that this guy was selling on Craigslist was the same exact one I had in my first apartment and it was the one where i played super nintendo and ps1 um i basically that was the crt i used back in the day um, and it was the same exact model so i was i i was over the moon so i went and i met him i remember he was at work and the cool thing is it was very close here to where i live um, probably maybe um, two miles away. So I drove over there. He came out and met me. He said, oh, yeah, I have it in the back seat of my car. I went over there, and there it was exactly like the one I had in my first apartment. Who knows? I mean, it could even be the one. Who knows? I, I don't know what I did with that thing back in the day. Uh, I doubt it's the original one, but, I mean, there it is. It's the, it was the same model, same size, because they made them in different screen sizes, and this one is perfect. So... Uh came with the controller, came with the thing t- I, I didn't know if it worked, but the cool thing is he wanted twenty bucks for it. So gave him twenty bucks, put it in my car, brought it home, plugged it in, and it worked perfectly. Uh, it has a component, composite uh, and s video, and with multiple ports. so it, i I couldn't ask for a better, monitor, not just before because it's function, because Toshiba made a great TV. I mean the blacks are very black. It is it's colorful. The sound is fantastic. If if I had to get a give a criticism to it, um, and it's what made me keep looking for another CRT, was that it only supported NTSC. It will it does not support PAL. So um and uh you know my as my collection was growing and growing, I was getting PAL systems uh I have a assortment of NTSC and PAL systems and PAL just doesn't work on this Toshiba. So I still use it to this day. It sits right above my console that has all my old, my retro systems, all my pretty much console systems that I have are all NTSC except for a few. But most everything is NTSC. So it works perfectly for almost all my console machines. Now, You know, my computer machines are a different story. I have a lot of PAL machines. And so that's what kept me hunting. And eventually, uh, Chris Osborne on Twitter, one of my friends, he lives locally here. He goes by Foztex, um, F-O-Z-Z-T-E-X-X on Twitter. Uh, He sent me a link to someone selling a Sony PVM. It was an old medical uh, version. They actually made a medical version of the Sony PVM. It doesn't matter. It has all the connectors in the back. I mean, just a multitude of of connectors. Not to mention, it supports NTSC and uh, PAL. The only problem is, is it the screen size is much smaller than my Toshiba. It the screen size is is much smaller, which doesn't bother me so much when I'm using it for to connect to computers and to certain consoles because the way I have it on my desk is it's sitting pretty close to me. So the size doesn't really matter as much as kind of sitting, kicking back across a room. That's My Toshiba is good for that. But uh, I eventually got a Sony PVM. They both work really well right now. So I'm pretty happy about that. I do worry about the CRTs and my PVM or my Toshiba and my, and my Sony PVM going out because I have no idea how to fix them. Um, and I've called around to different shops around town and I cannot find anyone that actually works on CRTs locally. So it will break my heart when these die. And that kind of does make me want to go out and find, I'm still always on the hunt for high quality CRTs. I've had three in my, that sit in my garage because I had a client that just wanted to get rid of three CRT TVs. Um, and they just sat in my garage for a while. I gave one to Cody to use, uh, which he uses for his Neo Geo system. Um, and then two of them, I just ended up recycling because they weren't high quality ones. The one I gave to Cody was a pretty decent one. Uh, but the other two, one of them was uh, a TV from 1978. So it had wood paneling on the sides. Really cool to like hook up my Atari 2600 to Cause it, it, it made like, like a, like a wood paneling uh, extravaganza, but this The screen was horrible. It was RF only. No other inputs on it. So RF was it. Uh, and so I got rid of that. And then there was another one that just wasn't. It was a, kind of a cheapo, kind of uh, 80s CRT. Um, so anyway, that's that. So I, I'm still on the hunt. I will always be on the hunt for, I think, man, my dream CRT would probably be a Sony Trinitron. Uh, a larger one than my Toshiba, and one that has support for both NTSC and PAL. That would be my dream CRT. And I'm just going to keep looking casually. And if I find one someday, I'll pick it up. But I'm not interested in spending $200 on a CRT. That's just those days are gone. Uh, you know, these things should be reasonably priced, and and I, I know that I know that in cer- certain circ- circumstances they're not, but they should be. But anyway, anyway, that's it. Uh, thank you for taking a trip down memory lane with me and uh, I will see you next month. Thank you.
0: All right, fair enough. I think it is time for us to. How's, what's another way to put this? I always put it the same way. I we always say we're going to dial dial up England. Um, I'm going to send a messenger pigeon across the pond and see who we get on the other side. How about that?
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna pull back the curtain a little bit because I just got a text from Tim. He says, "Be there in a few minutes." Okay, won't be long. Just making coffee.
0: Ooh. Let's ask Tim about. So he's his-
1: gonna be here. Right? He's gonna be here any minute.
0: Let you know, Let's ask Tim about his coffee in five, four, three, two, one. So, Tim, how is that
2: coffee? It is amazing. Amazing! Nice. What makes it amazing this morning? Uh, because it will wake me up so I can do this thing. <laughs> <laughs> do this thing. How let's much, do this thing.
1: How many tablespoons of kahlua is in there? Kahlua? What's Kahlua? You don't know what Kahlua is? No. It's the best thing to add to your
2: coffee.
0: To it's coffee, coffee liqueur, so you get to put a little downer in your upper. <laughs>
1: exactly.
2: <laughs> there you <laughs> go. No, no there's de- definitely none of that this time of the morning. No, it's oh. uh, two spoons of Lavazza into my cafetiere hot oh my water. my goodness. Then I don't I even know what half down. of those words mean. That's some that's some
0: pompous <laughs> Italian stuff right there. i tell you that right now.
2: Lavazza is the brand of coffee. It's very nice. Very
0: nice, Lavazza.
2: Very nice.
0: It sounds like F1, something you'd buy at an F1 uh, race while you sit (laughs) in your skybox.
2: Yeah. I am a bit of a coffee snob, it has to be said, but there we go. Ooh, there we go. (laughs) But you did enjoy the Pete's coffee over here. Oh, I did. Pete's is awesome. I I enjoy Pete's. I was thinking about that the other day, actually. There you go. I I, I might not airport where we stopped at Pete's, i think
0: wasn't it might have i know it it might come in your next care package Mm. (laughs) all right well how are how are things over there how's uh how's your april and your easter and all these things
2: yeah it's it's not not too bad not too bad been been mega mega busy but uh seems like we
1: all have we all have been lately how's the king doing
2: that's what i want to know i don't know (laughs) <laughs> nope. I haven't heard much about him lately. <laughs> me neither. That's a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the coronation is 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 impending. It's in like three weeks, I think. Now, so.
1: Oh, I thought that crap had happened already.
2: No, no you'll you'll know when that crap will happen. Believe me. <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, we just keep
0: stealing all your royalty, so you can have you know. him. <laughs>
1: that's what's funny is like you know they they, you'd always hear the phrase like save the queen and god save the queen and stuff and i've i I was always on board with that i was like yeah i like i like her let's save her Mm -hmm. but (laughs) save the king was good (laughs) like save the king i I don't know i'd be like i don't know
2: it's it's i know it's it's very unpatriotic of me but um, if i if I hear the national anthem playing or something like that i 'm i 'm always still god save the queen <laughs>
1: yeah and i and i 'll say that i don 't even care i 'm over here we don 't have queens, but yeah. I would say well, we have some queens, but it 's a different thing over here
0: you know, the yeah the king 's probably sitting on his golden throne drinking his lavazza or whatever exactly, <laughs>
2: exactly. anyways no, he, he he probably yeah. drinks Starbucks
0: <laughs> back to retro talk uh from what i heard eric you have set us up with a game show
1: i do i do i'm gonna see how this one flies because i don't know myself but we're gonna try it
0: let's do it we're gonna try it so eric as we like to do announce your game show loud and proud and thus we'll begin the challenge
1: we are gonna play the game flip-flop flip-flop i already flipped a coin backstage and tim is gonna go first on this one and that I have a coin here that has Cody on one side, Tim on the other. All right, Tim goes that. first. It, the coin is really irrelevant. It's just to keep track of whose turn it is. Okay.
0: Hold on. How do I change? I want to be able to see you, Eric. I can't see you. What? What? I'm right I don't here. Know. I, yeah, but I only see Tim. It's some simple Skype setting I'm not doing right.
2: If you go up to View at the top.
0: Oh, good gracious. And
2: maybe charge, get, try, try Grid View or gallery yeah,
1: view. that's what I'm on, Grid View.
0: Love me that grid. All right, we'll continue on. Sorry, sorry. I just stop the flow of okay. this whole thing. All this work you've done, and I just blew it.
1: I'm trying to make the game as t- airtight and simple as possible here. So here's how it's going to go. All right. It's going to be someone's one turn. One? <laughs> it's going to be someone's turn, Tim's turn first. And I'm going to ask him a question. He's going to answer that question. If he gets it wrong, it goes to you, Cody. And if he gets it right, he gets one point it gets it wrong it goes to you cody and if you answer it you get two points okay that's it and then if you both get it wrong you both get it wrong i tell you the right answer and we move on to the next question then the coin flips and you're gonna hear it and then it's the next person's turn the coin is just because i i got tired of last game because i had too many beers and i was losing track of whose turn it was that's all that's the only reason we have the coin okay
2: are you gonna uh, be able to catch that coin each time you flip it because you've had too many beers
1: yeah and i, I actually you've only had a couple so okay it's good it's good uh,
0: although if i drink him is gonna uh, go first if i drink the entire first one i started with it was a, a full crowler 32 ounces and 14 percent, but i stopped after a few zips <laughs> that thing would have been
1: what's yeah, up that, what's up a- mr Cheezel? <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Mr. Cheezle? I want to try that. I want to try the the real version of that. It actually doesn't sound bad at all. Give it a shot. All right, here's the game. Here we go. Okay. First question: Tim, in the original Warcraft PC game in 1994, it was humans versus what? <laughs>
0: <know>. No, really. <laughs> It's in it's here. Oh no. It's, him it's him in him the title.
1: Okay. Yeah, I don't know if you remember, it's in the title of the game. It's actually the title of the game is Warcraft Humans versus Blank. Um Do you remember? You don't know what it is? <laughs> no, I don't know what it's it is. okay, don't worry about it. You got plenty of time. Cody, what's the answer?
0: I'm gonna say it's uh orcs it is orcs but yeah
1: cody's got two points see he got two because it doubles you see how it goes
0: i see how that went all right flips i should have got it wrong cody's and turn. let it keep doubling
1: <laughs> no, it's gonna. <laughs> i, don't, I can't right. do the math <laughs> all right cody this one might be pretty easy for you
0: okay it won't be because that's not how it works but okay
1: what was the name of the wearable computer in the fallout series
0: Ooh, I'm going to give it away if I don't get it right I'm just going to say it's the Pip-Boy so, what, what is it called? Pip-Boy You got it! All right. One
1: point You're up to three Coin flips Tim, you ready? Yeah, Come on go. Where's the energy, Tim? Come on now Come Tim, do you then. need to take some more coffee? Drink some more coffee, there, buddy. I think I just need to change your questions. <laughs> Go on. Well, I wrote a, <laughs> I wrote a question here, but I didn't put write the answer down. Let me
2: look this up real quick. <laughs> <laughs> this is going. This is going smoother than my coffee. <laughs> I thought everything was going alright. <laughs> was
1: so whatever oh, this is the answer,
2: burger time and I'll get a point
0: <laughs> <laughs> ah geez louise hold on a second dun Let's dun dun blah, dun, blah, blah, dun, blah, dun, blah. dun 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 should I write a time stamp on this to figure out this something is entertaining exciting. to put in this in this portion of the show <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: okay I got it and I got it I got the right answer here okay you guys ready mm-hmm. I'm ready it still it is Tim's turn Tim
2: Yes, sir. How many
1: playable characters are in the original Super Smash Bros. on the N64?
2: 10. Uh, it is 12. Oh,
0: damn it. So I, I didn't, didn't even give you a chance there. No, baby. you didn't. You didn't. That's right. Honestly, I would have said eight. So it's all right.
1: All right. Now to the coin flips. Cody. Yes. What is Cloud's sword called in Final Fantasy VII?
0: A uh, big A sword. Um, <laughs> it is called Eric. Final <laughs> wow. answer. I have no idea. It's something big and majestic and angelic like Eric. Wrong. Ah. <laughs>
1: I am small and average sized. <laughs> <laughs> I am I am painfully average
2: <laughs> Tim uh, I don't know I'm gonna go with the lightning pole
1: <laughs> that's another n- nickname I had in college
2: oh man I thought that was
0: another uh yeah like British code word for something it is called
1: the buster sword
0: Buster sword should have been called sword. the stringy lorry
1: <laughs> that was a Cody question. Now it is a Tim question. Here we go. What is Crash Bandicoot's younger sister's name?
2: Tim? Uh Jemima Bandicoot. <laughs> Jemima. <laughs> very
1: close. That is not it.
0: Do I get a, I get a guess this time, right? You get a guess, and you
1: get two points if you get it.
0: I honestly don't know where this name is coming from in my head, but my mind thought of Gina for some reason. It is
1: Coco, Coco Bandicoot. How is Jemima close? It is three to zero.
0: Wait, how is Jemima close then? Because he said Bandicoot (laughs) at the end? (laughs) Yeah, I was just trying to
1: throw you off. (laughs) Coin flips. It is Cody's question. Here we go.
0: This is fast (laughs) and furious. I like it. All right you're gonna love these am i is it about the game sanction and in how the first great is? generation
1: of pokemon and i know you don't play pokemon sorry you got this What uh-huh, uh-huh. numbers? in the first generation of pokemon reflected in the first games red and blue Jeez. how many pokemon are there in total and this is multiple choice
0: oh okay no,
1: number one 99 Oh, geez. Number two, 130. Number three, 151. Number four, 202. Oh, so I see 99, what you're saying. 130, 151, or 202.
0: I thought you were talking about, like, the cover. Like, on the cover, I was going to say four because there's no, only two on the each total one. But, number, uh, okay.
1: Total number of Pokemon in the Pokedex.
0: Oh, I know you got to catch them all. You do uh, have to catch them all. I'm going to say. I'm just going to go for 151. Eric.
1: Oh, crap. He got it.
0: Yes!
1: It's 151. Cody's up right. to 4. I didn't think you were going to get that, because I know you're not a Pokemon kind of guy. Ultimate choice,
0: though. Tim, would you have gotten that one? Uh, yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, he <you> would have. <laughs> good, Tim. Good, because the next question is, Who is the first Pokemon in the Pokedex?
2: Jeez. Uh, Oh, does it go alphabetically, or does it go in the order? That wasn't of
0: the question,
2: Tim. That wasn't really the question. I really don't
1: know, and I don't know the answer. But I will give you a hit, a small hint, Tim. It's one of the more popular.
2: Oh, that's a big. It's hint. one of the more
1: popular Pokemon, but it isn't Pikachu. Pikachu's not number one.
2: Um, Jigglypuff. I was gonna guess. It's that. a good guess.
1: I was it's gonna a good guess, that. guess, but that's not it. Cody, I
2: tell
1: me who it was. I can
2: steal. If Cody, gets I will this, tell you, this I is my am,
1: favorite. This okay, is another okay. hint this, this, for you, I'm Cody. I'm dropping
2: my pen and I'm going.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give you a hint, Cody. Uh-huh, uh-huh. This is my favorite Pokemon.
0: This is your favorite Pokemon. Then I know exactly which one it is, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> it's Squirtle. We
1: talk, we talk about this all the time. It's Squirtle. It's not Squirtle. <laughs> Why would you say it's Squirtle? What are you trying to say? <laughs> I won't say it on air. <laughs> <laughs> the answer since you got it both wrong is Bulbasaur. Bulbasaur. Bulbasaur.
2: you well, know I what I your favorite? Have said? I don't you know. You know what I should have said? It should have been should have been Updog.
1: Updog, exactly. <laughs> What's exactly. Up
0: oh, fell for it.
1: All right, Cody, you ready for this one? i uh, gonna hate this one. Nope. okay. Who is the last Pokemon in the Pokédex? This uh, one's not so well-known. This is not a popular Pokemon. I mean, it's a very popular Pokemon, but it's not like in the... It's not a Charizard. It's not a Pikachu. Okay.
0: Well, that's good, because I would have said Charizard, so thank you for that. Uh, yep. <laughs> um, oh, it's going to be the one... I can't think of the name, but I'm I'm guessing it's the one with has the stomach with like the spiral on it, it's like hypno hypnosaur or whatever it is. But since I can't think of the name, I'm going to go with Squirtle.
1: <laughs> Squirtle is wrong, uh, Tim. You could take it, and I'll even give you a bonus ten points if you get it right. Psyduck. That's Ooh, a good. Guess. Psyduck. Wrong, but it's good. <laughs>
0: Good gracious.
1: The answer is okay, uh, tell you what, I'm going to throw this out. You call your name out and I will give someone 10 points We for don't this. know your
0: freaking Pokémon,
1: <laughs> Eric. No. You got to answer this. Hypno toad. It's a psychic type. A psychic type. <clears throat> yeah, Psycho. Psyduck, Psyduck. Psyduck is a psychic type, but that's not the right one. It's my one. little
0: Hypno guy. I can't think of the name of, isn't it? I was right. I just can't think of the name. I don't know the name.
1: It's not the one with the spiral on the chest. It's I know hi- who you're talking about. It's Hypno toad. From Hip Futurama. <laughs>
2: exactly. Wow, wow, wow. Any guesses? No, Eric. <laughs> no. I, stop asking Pokemon on, questions. On up, if you don't move on, I'm going to get all stabby. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
1: going to stab you!
2: Oh, I'm going to
1: stab you! It's Mew. I'm on am going to stab you! <laughs> it's Mew. Mew. M-E-W. Mew.
0: Um, I know Mew, Mew too, because I saw the movie.
1: Alright, let's flip the coin. It is Tim's question. Tim... Of all the video games in all the worlds in our solar system, what is the best-selling game?
0: Tetris. Yep. That is incorrect. Ooh. Cody,
1: you can get this for two.
0: And of all the video games in all the worlds, the best In all the worlds in our solar selling. system. The best-selling? What is the... The best-selling game, not the game that made the most money, but the best-selling game. Right.
1: The sound of cogs.
0: Oh, they're crunching Cokes together roasting. right now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we'll
1: get two if you get this.
0: There's, there's a lot of games I'm thinking of that made a lot of money, but they wouldn't necessarily have the most copies sold. Um, I guess I'm gonna go with Man there's so many things going through my head I'm just gonna say Mario Kart 8 <laughs> I would That's have said Tetris That's not even on
1: my list That is wrong The answer for number one is Minecraft Minecraft
0: Wow Flipping hmm. mm-hmm.
1: the coin Cody this is your question What is the second best selling game? Oh
0: gosh darn it it's the same thing that it's going to be one of those big popular games but like minecraft i would have thought it made a lot of money not because it sold copies but because it had purchases i'm just gonna say grand theft auto 5 i don't know you got it (laughs) see again did they really sell that many copies or was that i don't know all right cool (laughs) so that
2: was one point that was one point for you tim we're thinking of the old physical limitations aren't we where you're going into the shop and buying a cartridge or something whereas this is downloads isn't it so tim
1: yeah what was the number three game sold and this is it this is the last question for the (laughs) best-selling game but i'm gonna give you a hint because you're behind i don't think i've scored anything yet (laughs) it's already been mentioned what is number three okay
0: tetris then
1: you got it. Touch hey, us by EA, well the EA version.
0: Specifically.
1: <clears throat> so he get Tim is on the board with one. <clears throat> Losing my voice. All He's right, Cody.
0: You're bringing the energy though, Eric. I like it.
1: Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> <Don't>. <laughs> what now? <laughs> oh, you're gonna hate this one, Cody. <laughs> Psyduck. When when one. Pikachu evolves, it becomes a what? <laughs>
0: pain in my butt um it Come becomes on, buddy. um oh, he only has shoot. one
1: evolution so which one does he what, what, what are you talking into?
0: about okay i know he gets all he gets all electricity e and he's he called he's called pikachu wizard no he's called um tim knows this one yeah, I know you know this one Tim you're thinking about it right now
2: I have an answer for it whether it's correct or not is another thing <laughs> this is actually
0: one I feel like I should know but I'm not going to sit here for an hour I, uh, he's called Volts how about that he's <laughs> <laughs> called Volts,
1: Volts. Uh, that's a cool name I wish I was called Volts <laughs> that was my name in, in college exactly it's not Volts go to, go, I mean, Tim you can take two points right now Is it Raichu? Raichu.
0: I would not have got that. Okay. Okay.
1: So he gets two points. He's up to three. Three to five. Uh oh. Getting close. Getting
0: close. Coke or Pepsi? Tim, you're coming
1: up. Moving on up. Moving on up.
0: (laughs) Is that the next question? Coke or Pepsi?
1: (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So I flipped the coin and it is Cody. Here we go. Which game system came first: the N sixty four, the Sega Saturn, or the PlayStation One?
0: Sega Saturn. You got it. One point. He's up to six. All right, now you're getting to our now you're getting to our wheelhouse here. Yeah,
1: I knew that one. (laughs) (laughs) There's only three questions left. Well, I got a fourth one too. Nah, let's do. Yeah, I'll throw that one in there too. Why not? him that's me here's your question okay what is the car called in spy hunter and i'll take a model number or the name or both
2: because it technically is both but what is the car called i have no clue i'll go with the broom broom 69 <laughs> oh, that was close
1: that was very close. It wasn't. Can I get
0: the
2: instruction manual now?
1: Cody, for two points, do you know the name of the thing? The model number or the name?
0: It is called the James Bond 007, my friend.
1: <clears throat> it is well, not be. called that. It is the G-6155 Interceptor. Why would we know that?
2: I don't know. <laughs> Why wouldn't you? That would that would be like a million points if you knew that. I'm sorry. Coin <laughs> flip. Coin flip.
1: It is Tim. My I, I drew a Sharpie on each side of a quarter and it's wearing off, that's why I can't read it.
0: <laughs> then the Sharpie is now permanently on your thumb.
1: Here we go. There is a ship in a <laughs> game. A-, a spaceship. Okay. <laughs> And it is called the Normandy. What game is it from? Tim.
2: The Normandy. Um. Trying to think of the title. Mm. Wing Commander. That
1: was a good guess. That is not correct. Cody for two. What do you what do what do you think it is?
2: You no, know, I have no idea.
0: Again, I'm gonna go with Scramble. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It is from Mass Effect.
0: This is a retro Mass video Effect. game show, Eric. Silence.
1: All right, let's get back to a retro title. Here we go, Cody. Psyduck. Good question. <sighs> what is the personal <laughs> super high performance combat spacecraft used by members of the Star Fox team? What is that ship called? It is called your mom. And there's multiple ships. This isn't a name of a particular ship. It's a name of a of a genre of ships, like the X Wing.
0: I'm gonna go with the Star series.
2: <laughs> Tim? Is it two. the star is it the Star Wing?
1: It is not the Star Wing, <sighs> eh, but so close. It is the R Wing. A R Wing. Oh
2: I almost said R
0: type, too. Between the two of us, we could have got there. We would have got there. Yep. This is
1: the final question. Wait, where's this the, where's the for, tally at right now? For Tim, it is three to six.
0: Three to six. Three to six.
1: Final question. I wasn't going to ask this one because we asked it on a different game show, but I'm going to ask it anyway. <clears throat> so this is for Tim. <sighs> what was the first ship introduced in Halo? The first spaceship introduced in Halo. And it is the main ship.
2: The good you ship you know the name?
0: Cody for two. I'm just going to say Warthog. That's the only thing I know about that game. I've never played that's
1: it. That's the vehicle. That's the, that's yeah. the car yep. they drive around. There you <laughs> go. The name of it is The Pillar of Autumn.
0: That's my second
1: guess. <laughs> the game All show's right.
2: over. Yeah. Cody wins yeah. six to three. Hey. Hey.
0: Nice. Very nice. All right, Thank you, Eric. You're welcome. I like the energy <laughs> you brought. You know, that that was a game show. That was the best part of it, man. <laughs>
1: That was the best part of it was It wasn't so much the game.
0: No, it wasn't dissing the game. I was just really enjoying the enemy or the enemy the energy. <laughs> and then like it, it was it was clear how much you were putting into it cuz like every 2 minutes you had to go
2: whoo, <sighs> <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> Which is which
0: is good times. Good times. All right. Now that the game show is done, yes. it is time for three good friends to catch up. Catching up with Eric and Cody and Tim and Tim. Even even in the middle of that I have to edit out Eric yelling perfect because he's got so much energy tonight which is (laughs) 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 oh good gracious all right well let's go ahead and catch up all so I think uh, we're gonna let Eric start with this because we need him to, to blow off a little bit more steam.
1: That's right. This won't keep me subdued here. So based on last month's episodes, Cody talked about this Ether or Ether Evercade cartridge. Um, and he brought this up as the game on here. I think it was Cathedral is the game that you picked,
0: right? That's the game I picked for the show. Correct. That's right. For a good
1: six good Evercade games. So I took that to heart, and I went and grabbed... I hadn't grabbed an Evergate cartridge in a while, so I grabbed... Good one. The All Was Awakening and Cathedral cartridge. Bad news is, I haven't had any time at all to even load this. I don't even know if it works. I bought it, and it's in the box. I checked that.
0: And there's an manual, too. Did you open the cellophane? Okay. Okay.
1: Yep. Here it is. No, it was used. I bought it used. So no cellophane, but everything's in there. I bought it. I want to play both of these games. Both of these games look really great. Always Awakening or Cathedral. So, anyway, that's something to look forward to. Maybe I'll be discussing that on catching up next month.
2: <clears> Best cart on the system. New? I'm or sorry? Have, is that still available new, that one, or do you have to get it secondhand?
1: Or you I know? did not, I was not able to find it on Amazon
0: new. Well, so yeah, over here, we can only buy from there, but I think Funstock still got it. They're still producing oh, okay. copies of it.
2: Yep.
1: Are, is that local? Is that in our country or is that in the
2: no. UK? That's UK. No, UK.
1: That's what I thought. So, anyway. So, anyway, but I, I'm looking forward to playing it. Uh, I will be updating you next month on how I get along
0: with it. Very cool. Um, I see our that Tim is next. That kind of made sense. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs>
2: yep. So, this is a, a very, very quick one. Um, I managed to pick up a new to me. Um, another yet another Crt monitor um, but th- <laughs> but this this one is good because I've always had one of these monitors and the one that I've actually still got um, downstairs is broke it's busted uh, it's in the box of broken dreams oh no um, one day oh. one one day I'll get it fixed because uh, I managed to I think it's a problem with the line output transformer and I managed to find one but I haven't had the uh, the guts to actually open it up and uh, and try and fit one of those things. But um, anyway, so...
1: That's a real challenge. with we go. Tim's
2: off camera. It's yep. heavy. But there it is. My this is a big old monitor. What, Philips?
1: What brand is it?
2: Philips. It's so a Philips. This, okay. So this is essentially <clears throat> the same as the Commodore brand monitors.
0: Yeah, it looks so like this it. Is,
2: this is the same thing. Um
0: like the uh, Amiga, Commodore Amiga monitors.
2: Yeah. So essentially all inside those Amiga monitors was one of those. Um, but this is the Philips brand version of it. So they, this is their own brand, as it were. Um, cool. And those those are really good monitors because they've got the SCART input, they've got the DIN input, and they've got the composite input on it as well. And they're really nice, sharp and clear monitors. Um, oh, and man. they do a do a really good job. They're very, very good. So, yeah, I'm pleased to get that one, and it wasn't too bad a price. I think it was only about uh, £50, I think, which was really good. And it was local, so I went and picked it up.
1: Nice. Man, one day I would love to just have a CRT (laughs) that has a native SCART connector on it. And I know it's not going to happen because those things would be too much to ship over here. Like, it it would cost way too much.
2: Yeah, they are nowadays. A few years ago, it might (laughs) might have just been achievable, but uh, right now it's just crazy money.
1: No, it's, it's no good now.
2: Okay. No good.
0: All right. So I, I lifted my camera and shoved it in my face and got a laugh out of you so I can tell you can see me.
2: <laughs> can I can see you. See you. <laughs> so Listeners come, but we can.
0: <laughs> so next on my list is something called ATF. I don't know if you guys know what I'm talking about here. So I've got my camera ready. This is my big purchase, my one big purchase this month. Mm-hmm. Okay.
2: What are we looking at?
0: Oh can, can no! You see it? I see it—the
1: pinball machine. Yep. Oh, it's not a. It's,
0: it's not a. It's not a real pinball machine. It is the arcade one-up Attack from Mars pinball, virtual pinball.
2: Ooh! Look wow! At that. I would love to yes. get a real
0: one. Don't get me wrong, but uh, yeah. So I've been talking about getting one of these for a while. They went from like six hundred dollars new to like seven ninety nine new. Uh, long story short, I found one locally here. A guy sold it me for 400 bucks. Nice. So I'm like, what? for that price, I'm going to grab it. And what's yep. cool about it is um, it already has um, the software mod done to it, which unlocks, because, you know, they have the Attack from Mars, and they have the um, Star Wars one, and they have the Marvel one. So it already has the software mod that unlocks all, all three versions of those. the table. Yeah, yeah. Um, so my Cody's Corner, uh, at this point, Everyone else has already heard it, but you guys haven't. But Mako's Corner is all about my review of that system. But I was really excited to have it, and I've primarily only been playing Attack from Mars so far, and it reminded me of when Tim came over and we went to the yeah. coin-op and played a ton of Attack from Mars. Oh, um, which yeah.
2: wasn't quite working right. What was up with that one? It was, it, it remember was, every, good it was holding the ball, wasn't it, in, yeah. in, in the top.
0: And he had to wait for it to do the ball search every time, so it'd be like I yeah, yeah. <laughs> 15 seconds, and then you'd hit it once and go right back in that same scoop and have to do the ball search all over again. Yeah. But, uh, been playing a ton of attack from Mars. So check out my review on that. I'm long story short, loving it. Um, and then the other thing I just want to mention, uh, just to keep things moving here, I do have a, uh, actually canceled it now, but I had an, an audible subscription to listen to books on tape and stuff while I'm driving in my car. Mm -hmm. And I had a bunch of credits to burn up before I canceled my my subscription. Yeah. Um, me pulled up here so there's a tell couple me of, that
1: you tell me you listen to console wars
0: oh that was the first thing i've ever listened to on audible okay Remember, we, we actually okay. talked about it on the show uh, yeah we a, talk, a year talked ago. about that
2: several times yeah that's right that's right okay
0: but there are two books i downloaded and i was excited to <clears throat> download these on audible uh i'm not sure who reads these um like actually reads them out loud to you while on audible um because you know audible you typically have like voice actors doing a really good job and everything so i haven't listened yet but i got the audible version of that book that came out recently by gary plowman the micro kids an 80s adventurer with the zx spectrum commodore 64 and more mm-hmm.
1: yep i have that book i so haven't i got the Audible it's version. My, it's in my floor one bathroom i read it all the
0: time <laughs> well i'll be listening <laughs> you know I mean? to it shortly and then I also got another one here. I've been looking at this book on Amazon for a while. In fact, I'll be honest, I almost bought a copy for each of you just because. Uh, it's a book called Escape from the Commodore 64. Ooh. And, oh. And it's by a gentleman named David Hearn. And it's a, a fictional novel about some guy who has to escape his computer or something to that effect. And he's being attacked I've by all about these... I that
2: one before. Yeah, yeah, he's
0: being attacked by all the characters from the like, famous Commodore 64 games, but... We have we and I'll if be you listening are going. on
1: Discord. If you're on Discord, David Hearn writer is on Discord as a user. Like he's on there all the time. I mean yeah. he's there you go. he's part of the amigos kind of crew.
0: So there we go. Well, a little cool. shout out to David Hearn. You wanna wanna hear that book because you're too lazy to read or don't have time like me? Audible. Download yeah, yourself a David Hearn novel. Audiobooks
1: it. are the way to go, and I remember when I listened to uh, Console Wars, I listened to it on audiobook, and I was riveted. That was yeah,
0: it was good. Uh, it was really good. I have not still, seen for the such movie. a dry
1: yeah. for such a dry book. Like you, when you read about it, you're like, oh, okay, Yeah, this sounds kind of dry. But man, I was riveted. Yep. I loved that book.
2: What are well, you I'm saying, good, Tim, so, I've got to do that one. I have still haven't done that one yet.
1: Well, it's good, man. It is really good. And and do the audiobook if you can. It's really good.
0: But they came out with a documentary, too, didn't they? A video? Uh, they
1: were going to last time I heard, but I didn't know it had been released yet.
0: I'll double-check on that, because I'm pretty sure someone told me recently they'd seen it, so I'll have to check that I'll out. I'll have to but... check that out, then, because I, I, I would like to
1: see that myself. I heard they were going to make a movie out of it.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, Eric, what else are you up to, mister? <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, do you guys remember that I got the uh this guy, the little Amiga Mini? Yes. Hold on, I got it. The- and then I talked about on the show that I got the uh a Mini Amiga image that you plug into this guy and it is like every single like I mean it is a fat library of Amiga games and demos and awesome. music and everything yeah. is is on that image, right? <clears throat> Yep. Well, he came out, he's been working hard. He he took some time off the guy who does his names. I think Jimmy Johansson, I think is his name. But he um, took some time off because I think he had some health issues. And then he came roaring back. I'm a Patreon subscriber to him. So like I, I have access to the images that he releases and he released the Mr. Image which is pretty much the same thing with some additional things, but it installs on the Mister. It is this huge 30 gigabyte image, but you can load it up in the Mister, and it just has everything you can imagine for the Amiga. Every game, every demo, every everything on there in a very nice workspace kind of environment. There are multiple launchers like iGame, Tiny Launcher, Mm-hmm. Multiple ways to get into your games. It it's amazing. He spent a lot of time on it, and it was pretty easy to set up. And it, I got to tell you, it took longer to download because it's so big than it did to get up and running. And it it's the it's the de facto way to do it on your Mister. It, once you get that going, so
2: so is he yeah, on, Mister. Does he this. have a Patreon or anything like that? Where he's yep. where you get it from? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So the Patreon, you just sign up you pay your three bucks a month or whatever and then he he gives you full access to the downloads for everything cool maybe available make that available in the show notes i i definitely will or i'll text you it's in the show notes right here but yep definitely it's in there um just try to yeah yeah, or, or just hit me up or whatever and we'll we'll get you squared away we will get you squared away but yeah he's a great guy and he works really hard on these images i'm part of his discord too and we talk about stuff all the time and he's he he tries really hard to make the community um, happy with his the different projects that he's working on his next one is going to be one that works on the PC so you mm-hmm. literally just download this image you run on the PC <coughs> and it opens an emulator and everything's there and you can play all the games or whatever
0: so wicked cool
2: cool so that's cool. it stuff. tim speaking okay. of games yeah Speaking I've of been games. having some. I've been having some foxy fun. Yeah, <laughs> Fox, foxy fun. <laughs> um, I don't know uh, if you. Obviously, Cody remembers, um, but I don't know if Eric remembers. Um, uh, Cody picked up tunic, tunic, however you yeah. tunic, however you guys say it. That's um, it, tunic on the on the Xbox from the marketplace. <clears throat> um, I picked that one up and started to play that one a bit um that is just an epic game isn't it it's really really good good um, good i'm glad you like so it I'm, I'm i'm enjoying that one um so that's uh, obviously got a, a fox as the main main character in the game um and then i was i don't know why i i was just browsing through ebay the other day and then i was just scrolling through and then i just saw this random playstation game that i'd never seen before i don't know if if you guys have heard of this one is kingsley's adventures
0: mm, i have not I heard, heard of that, that. i'm looking it up right now
2: yeah so this is a a psychosis, kind of like um uh i don't know or what's it's kind of a, an action adventure game i suppose um and you play uh, the cute little kingsley um and he has to basically uh work his way through the different worlds uh kingsley is a fox um and he gets set different missions um and you work your way through all the different worlds um it's kind of like one of those um interactive games as well where you sort of uh, uh, uh I wouldn't call it monkey Island style cause it's not a point and click, but you kind of like speak to different characters. You go around, they give you hints and tips. Um, but it's, it's a 3D exploration game um, and you've got sort of like the the uh, combat aspect of it in it as well and you pick up different weapons as you go through and you've got puzzles, some puzzles to complete. Oh, wow. Um, but yeah, this is, to me, this is like, I mean, I'm, maybe I, I don't know. I mean, maybe this is a mega game on the PlayStation, but it's not one I would really heard of. Too never much.
0: heard of it, no. Um, <clears throat> I've never heard of it.
2: It's really good. Unfortunately, I got, bogged down in uh, tea time with tim stuff um <laughs> which i went really heavy into this one this month um so i i didn't manage to play too much of it the only thing i did find with this one and maybe this is why it didn't get very very well known is the, the controls cameras. on it yeah <laughs> yeah the, the controls on it um I only played with my original Sony PlayStation, which has just got the D-pad. So the controls are, you've got to move the screen and then move forward in the direction. So it's a bit confusing on that. Now, I'm thinking that it would work better with the analog stick. So I'm hoping they've got analog implementation on this. So the, the, obviously the later PlayStation controller had the, the, the DualShock had the analog sticks on it. So I'm hoping it works with that because it will be a lot more intuitive if you've got the, the analog style. Um, well, but the problem I had with this is that I couldn't, I could only do it sort of like using the disk swap because my, my PlayStation isn't chipped. Um, mm. and I was looking at getting it going on the, playstation mini but again the controller for that isn't the analog it's just the standard one um so i need to find a way to to get this going um a a bit easier um but the other thing that i was looking at is something that i've got turning up later next week um so maybe i can get it going on that and i'll talk about that in the next show but nice. yes yeah, um i would recommend definitely checking this one out kingsley's adventures on the playstation as long yes, as I guess- we can sort that control out it, i think yeah. it's going to well, be a really really good game
0: so that's the thing with all of these early 3d platformers they're all still trying to figure out how to make that's it right. work and it's primarily mm. like you said do we give full control of the camera to the to the player do we try to make it follow the, the like directly behind the character but then if you get next to a wall and turn around your the camera's stuck in the wall you can't see anything they yeah. had not figured it out so i honestly think maybe the analogs would help but you're still going to be just fighting with that camera i'm watching the gameplay right now and you can see how he's playing it uh, there it's you know They make a jump and then they adjust the camera a bunch for 10 seconds and they make a jump and they adjust the camera again.
2: Yeah, I just didn't know whether they've implemented the twin stick. So you're moving the camera with one stick and the character with the other. Mm -hmm. So I I don't know. Um, Maybe I'm giving it too much props for the time. But uh, (laughs) yeah, it's. I guess it, it could have been a, an issue with this game is, is like I say, is is lining up the character and all that sort of stuff. Cause it does feel a little bit clumsy, but I was kind of like willing to give it the benefit of the doubt because I'm thinking, well, maybe the analog controller will make a difference with it. Um, but, um, yeah, because the, I don't really, I don't have the original. I can't see the instructions. I haven't really had time yeah. to look it up, but
0: the graphics yeah. look great. The characters look great. The, yeah, the vibe absolutely. looks great, yeah. but I'm watching this part. It's just an hour into a, a long play and you can tell it's very platform heavy. So I could, could see that getting um, tiring, just fighting the camera <laughs> constantly. Yeah. And if exactly. you fall off one yeah. of these platforms, you have to go all the way three minutes back to try the platform section again.
2: Yeah, and the the other thing is is there's, you can only save at certain points in the game. Um, you can't save at any time, which I thought for a PlayStation game was a bit like, hmm, how huh. did they do that?
0: <laughs> PlayStation Mini yeah. can fix
2: that, right? <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's probably the
1: solution if you're not going to chip your PS1 anytime soon is just play this on the Mini and, and use the save states. You'll be good to go.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely cool find i I did not know about that game yeah no it's it's one well worth checking out and the prices on that one are quite high as well actually so i think it must have a bit of rarity value about it Mm. Gotcha. faux shizzle all
0: right another quick one not retro video game related but still kind of retro quick update on the black light room from last month i bought a a big roll uh, or six rolls of black light tape of different colors (laughs) <laughs> highlighted things so now when you walk in it's not just black light posters and random things glowing it looks looks like you ran and in, walked into like a laser tag so yeah. have you snuck
2: a load over your neo geo and
0: <laughs> it did come with a uh it did come with a pen that has like this neon wax in it right and i walked around my room for like five minutes like what do i want to write on i'm like i can't find anything here i'm willing to like put wax on so that didn't happen but yeah, no, it's got so a cool outline in here now. So you didn't put wax on and wax off. Then? I did not wax on. I only waxed off. Uh, one other update, real quick. I don't know if you see. Oh, who's who's saying hi here?
2: <laughs> is that another Whoa. Boglin? Yeah, <laughs> <is a>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't remember. I didn't get them last time, right? I had ordered them. I think. Yeah,
2: Hold on, let me... you had you had you had a couple there. I think some of Oh, them I did. Were, okay, were, well,
0: yeah
1: wow you really did go all in on the bottom
0: didn't you (laughs) these are just two of the three i got (sighs) okay i'll stop
1: (laughs) (laughs) i only got six of them the collectible ones
0: (laughs) but they're they're creepy man and uh that's the mimi one
1: that one looks like mimi from the
0: drew Carey show yep (laughs) and the eyes glow a little bit but unfortunately even though i guess they're glow in the dark uh yeah not, they don't work with the black light so i thought they just light up in their little cages and look super creepy but they don't but they're so cool i'm happy with them anyways moving on
2: maybe drawing them with the wax pen
0: i <laughs> ah, will do no such thing collectibles put them back in their cage and i feed them at night um eric yeah, so
1: this is an odd. This is an odd one, but it is directly game related.
0: Okay, so, I, I need to know because I go to the store all the time because of my girls—they love that place. I,
1: I, I'm starting to appreciate it too. So, Daiso, have you heard of this, Tim? The store nope. Daiso? Never heard of it. <clears throat> it is a little store that are popping up all over, all over here. I mean, I know of four different stores in our area in yeah, Sacramento they're,
0: here. They're spreading.
1: That um. They're, they're Japanese stores. They just carry goods from J- from Japan. And they um, just have all sorts of stuff, little cups,
2: saucers, little mm. soup bowls. Let me um, look something up a minute. I think I think this, this seems go, – go ahead, but I'll look something yep. up. Yep. But they have everything. So I went
1: – I was killing time the other day, and I walked into a Daiso, and I, it, it was a brand new one. It's one in Elk Grove. There's a, Cody, by the way. I know you are a used to be a inhabitant of Elk, Elk Grovean, but right over there by Ace Hardware and GameStop over there is a new Daiso. And so I went. I was I had never been in there, so I walked in there. I was walking around, and I bought a couple of things directly game related. But one of them I wanted to show you is is this. So I got tired of having all these little like um, common wires laying around on on desktops around here like hdmi cables USB C charging cables like they're ones i don't put away because i use them too often
0: okay
1: so i bought these this little thing from Daiso, and this was like four bucks it's like this little envelope thing that hangs on the wall there's like a hook on it it's yep. hard to see in the in the skype image it. but it's just got pockets in here and i just throw wires in it there you and go they just hang on the wall So these things were only like four bucks a piece. So I've got a couple of them to throw often used wires and it just hangs on there. It's like a little mesh envelope that hangs on the wall.
0: Well, organizational tip from Eric. Exactly. So I got that from Daiso and that,
1: that has helped me keep things kind of clean around here. And then the other one was what I was using to keep my notes. It's a little tiny notepad. All right. But it, it's grid based and these were 99 cents and it's got a grid so you can make maps
0: oh there so you like go. when you're some when you're dungeons. gaming you can
1: make little maps but i bought three of these because they were only 99 cents
0: i'm gonna go play some impossible mission keep yep. track of and which can, rooms i've been into and which ones i don't want to go into until later because they're too hard for me
1: yep so you can write stuff like i did for notes for the show today or you can make little maps you can do i don't know i just find it kind of cool i mean yeah. i've I look for ways to make gaming stuff more fun and more efficient. And Daiso is a great little store to do that.
2: No Japanese so we, incense. So we have something similar over here called Kenji. Okay. Okay. Just um, a little like sell everything, something from Japan kind of deal. Yeah, exactly. That's it. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I, can rem- I remember that now because when we went away last year, we went to um, a place called Chesterfield, which is Oop North. Here in in England, um, mm-hmm. and we went to a shopping centre called Meadow Hall in Sheffield, um, and we went into this Kenji store, and Danica spent ages in there, <laughs> <laughs> fun, <laughs> um, and she bought this really long. We call it sausage panda. This <laughs> is this really Japanese long style panda thing, um, and yeah. yeah, plushy toy. So she bought that from there. Yeah, so yeah, like, my daughter I, likes
1: buying the pocky. Like, the little, like, cookies, but they're, like,
2: long kind of sticks. They look like incense. on them, but they're...
1: yeah, They look like incense. You're right. (laughs) Yeah, they do. She likes my Pocky from
2: Daiso. Yeah. You can get those in a lot of places here now, but, um, yeah, they they tend to have the the more um, out-there flavors in places like that, don't they? Whereas other places just kind of stock the standard stuff. You want green tea Pocky? um, Yeah, those uh, panda uh, sweet uh, biscuits
0: hello pandas
2: yeah the hello pandas that's it yeah i mean some of those are ridiculous money in some of the shops um yeah crazy crazy stuff (laughs) anyway i digress anyways back to video games kinda yeah uh i went to see the mario movie
0: yes the first (laughs) one or the
2: new one (laughs) Yeah. And it's, uh, the new one, uh, not that, not that one, not the, not the Bob Hoskins one.
0: I've actually never <laughs> yeah. seen that. I need to watch that. It's, I, yeah, I love you're not garbage not movies. It it's
2: probably worth watching once, but, yep. uh, yeah, I wouldn't really recommend yeah. to go out of your way. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, this is really good. Um, it's obviously sort of like, you know, animated style, cartoon style, whatever you want to call it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's really good. Um, the, the voice, voice characterizations in it are brilliant. Um, storyline's really good. I'm not going to really give too much away. Um, obviously the, re- you know, um, Mario and Luigi have to, have to fight their way through certain things and Oops, spoiler, got princess in there and all that <laughs> sort of stuff. But, um, I love that the, they've done really good things with sort of like the car implementation on it. Um, and there's the, you you can hear some of the sort of like the the random jokes in there. That there's one uh, there's one bit in there. I won't spoil it because it's it's a it's a well known joke anyway. But uh, there's a reference where um, Mario and Luigi are talking about something, and then there's uh, some shop owner talking to a, a guy, and he says, "Yeah, yeah, it works. You, all you got to do is just blow in the cartridge slot."
0: Yep, there you go. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's good. So you, you could see around the cinema some people that knew that, and then you heard a few few older people <laughs> chuckle about that one a
0: <laughs> couple of groans
2: <laughs> yeah um so that that was good and then uh, like we we very rarely go to the movies, but um it's kind of retro in a way it's a it's eighties related I guess um, and we also went to see the film air so i don't know if you've heard about that one, which is I have. the yeah about the 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 way the nike air, the oh, yeah, air yeah, jordans yeah. came about um mm-hmm. so that's got uh, ben affleck um uh oh blimey what's why what is his name suddenly matt damon <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, so that's in there and th- uh, to be honest with you i wasn't really all that fussed about this donna my wife she wanted to go and see it so um i I, uh, you guys know I'm I'm quite a, a, a regular runner um, and a, an app that I have gives me points every time I do a certain amount of running on all this sort of stuff. And it allows you to earn uh, things like co- free coffee and free cinema tickets. <laughs> so I've managed to get two free cinema tickets through this, through a lot of the running that I've been doing. Fun. So we went to the cinema and we saw this film and quite frankly, it was brilliant. It was yeah. really, really good. It looks good. Oh, okay. It's yeah. good to hear because yeah. my wife was
1: saying it looks really stupid and I was like, well, really? I mean, no, I, I don't, know.
2: I, I, I don't uh, you know, I mean, it's horses for courses. Some people like these things. Some people don't, I wouldn't sure. say it's necessarily a film. You have to go to the cinema to see. It's not really a cinematic experience. It's a sure. great story and the characters are played very well. Um, so yeah, I would recommend seeing it whether you want to pay, I don't know, 40 30 bucks or something like that to go and see it in the cinema is another thing probably wait till it comes out so you can see it on the smaller screen but it's definitely worth a watch so there we go all right real question
0: <laughs> if you had to go back and rewatch a movie that you'd never seen would it should it be the super mario brothers movie or air what's the correct uh, answer
2: what out of those two if you've not yeah. seen it which, which is yeah. the
0: better movie if you haven't seen either one which one which one should you watch Ooh, toss up, toss up.
2: Yeah. I mean, they're, they're two completely different films, aren't they? So, um, enjoyment factor, I guess, um, Mario, but for the story and and the a- acting and all that sort of stuff, I guess you got to go with there. So, all right. All right. Um, yeah. Yeah. D- another difficult choice. <laughs>
0: another another hard question. What is Mario's favorite thing to wear? Denim, denim, denim,
2: denim, denim, <laughs> denim. <laughs> Very good, Cody. Well, done. sorry, sorry. All right, Excellent. all right. Yeah, uh, my- Cody, yeah, you, you, you were um, doing something at a particular time of year this year.
0: <laughs> yes, uh, uh, it was Easter, and I had forty people over my house—family uh, wow. members and some friends. And uh, the reason I bring that up uh, is not so that you guys can lament in my sorrow at all the pre- preparation and cleanup but uh just i was excited to walk into the game room here and see adults and children alike on the simulator playing street fighter and other arcade games we had attack from mars running so people were playing pinball and uh just watching the room get used like it really brings a smile to my face watching yeah, people get awesome. into things that's so.
2: like a good time yeah. Yeah, and it was just, awesome. you
0: know, there was always like four to four to eight people in here doing their thing. So and nothing was there. Was there a, was there a highlight?
1: Was there a highlight? Like one thing that people really were gravitated towards uh, the pinball? Honestly, was it really? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I
2: it was done now. <laughs> but, I think that'd
1: be the thing. I'd be cool. I'm really interested in those tables. So that'd be really cool. Yeah, it's, it's pretty cool.
0: And the other thing on here has nothing to do with that, but I wanted to get it out of the way. I have to admit, even though I'm embarrassed to do so, that um, I haven't played on my Xbox Gold very much in the last few months, but I hopped mm-hmm. on there just to see if there is anything new and I had a good chuckle because I saw that Lawnmower Simulator
1: was yeah. on there. I've heard a lot about this. And I'm like, you know what?
0: No it's, no, it's even funnier than than the fact that they made that. The fact that I'm going to download it and play it right now. And I mowed like three lawns before I before I hung it up and said, "Nope, it's still not fun."
1: <laughs> Is it not fun? Is it really? No, it's I've not heard from people that fun. they love it.
0: Oh my gosh, your friends are interesting folk.
1: Not it, friend. They were not friends. they Are people on Twitter or whatever? <laughs> but they were saying that they really oh like it. Oh my gosh.
0: I mean, if if you, I mean, I, I guess I'm jealous of them because I could see myself going like, "Man, I have absolutely nothing to do." Um, I'm going to go ahead and enjoy the fact that I can like fight, fight, you know, gravity and, and everything and make nice, clean lawn mowing lines. It took me like 20 minutes to get past the the tutorial. And then each lawn after that was like 20 minutes. The next one was like 40 minutes. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. Um, that's good to know. No, it's good to know. It does not not do it for me.
1: I have no opinion on it, but I have been hearing a lot of stuff about it. So, okay, good.
0: So I kind of want to try that, uh, what it was, a uh, pressure washer simulator, just to see if that gives me the same.
1: I've been hearing about that one too. And someone <laughs> like, uh, who was the, on the Retro Hour podcast, like uh, Joe Fox on there was like, I love this game. I was hooked on it for like, you know, for like a day or something. And then I realized, what the hell am I doing? Yeah, <laughs> it's not even I mean... like, like, so he stopped playing it, but like, he said he was hooked on it for a few hours.
2: I had a similar experience, but on YouTube. <laughs> watching someone play the game? I don't know why, but I ended up watching someone, some du- some dude that goes around and just pressure washes people's drives for nothing and makes yeah. videos of it. And I ended up watching this guy for like 20 minutes. And I just had this sudden realization, what the heck am I doing? Yeah. I'm just sitting here watching someone pressure washing a driveway. <laughs>
0: It's like the exact opposite of watching paint dry. You're like, watching paint get removed. What are we oh doing? My God.
1: We're grown man. Oh, it's, what what are we doing? doing?
0: Well, anyways, I legitimately could not find enjoyment in it. Although, mm-hmm. there's a part of me that wanted, you know, I guess there's that kind of like satisfaction of a job well done when you finish something. But uh, And I was kind of expecting that and to get into some weird loop and be embarrassed that I had to admit that I was really into this game. I, I, could, I couldn't get into it
1: nope that's do. a negative that's and my right. wife
0: and my wife did come down sit on the couch and like play on our phone and uh after i was on there for more than a like half an hour she's like cody are you still playing this <laughs> <laughs> and I, eh. yeah all right i get that anyways eric you got one more catching up item for us
1: last thing here and i want to delve into a couple of these but uh one of these i don't really need to go into too much because i just bought it so um for my birthday, which was right the day before Easter, um Happy I got birthday. a Steam Deck card. What'd you say? Happy birthday. What the hell did you say to me? No, I'm just <laughs> Um I got a Steam Deck, uh like a Steam uh you know card that has money on it, whatever. I don't know what yeah. the hell it's like. what What is it called? Gift card? Okay. Um and so I bought a, a few games, but the one game I bought just recently, just yesterday, so I don't have much to say about it, was Beneath Oressa. And I downloaded the demo for this, and it it was horrible. It it, it glitched out. It crashed all the time. It was in the early access beta. Like, I tried it a couple months ago. So, like, I, I put it on my wish list, but I abandoned it. And, but Beneath Oressa is pretty... It's a it's a game like Slay the Spire. It's a roguelike card game. Oh, okay. But you have fighters that are on there like g- guys with swords and stuff and there are multiple depths to the game. So like a per- an enemy can be far, it can be close or or where you're standing. And the cards dictate like a card will say, "Hey, advance to the second level, fight the guy." You know, the cards are basically combat moves okay. for your character on the screen that has a sword. It's an interesting concept. I don't know how the game's going to go, but I did end up buying it because it was pretty cheap on early access, so I grabbed that. It's okay. So that's, that's the first one. Um, it might get better as I play along. Second one is really good. This game is really, really good, especially if you like Spelunky. Have you guys played Spelunky? I feel like we
0: just talked about Spelunky. Yeah. I've, it's, we, I've only dabbled it, it's in very po-
1: it. It's a very popular game, but this, one, this game's called Spirits Abyss. It is a lot like Spelunky where you're a character in like a, like a, I don't know, a mine mining area and our cavern, I guess I should say. And it's a 2d game and you're trying to get to the bottom to get to the exit, but you have to get to the bottom. And all along the way, there are power-ups. There are little diamonds that you collect and there are shops and there are Bosses are not bosses, but little like uh, gods that stand there and they can grant you powers and stuff. But I have never seen a game that has more and and um, like such a variety of power ups. I mean, you will find power ups that do the weirdest stuff. Like, I mean, some are like common, like double jump. Some are wings. Some are uh, special weapons that you use. But you basically go through a level and you try to get to the exit at the bottom. This game is pretty hard. but And usually with pretty hard games, I give up pretty easily. I'm like, well, this game isn't for me. Whatever. But this game, even though it's hard, it's so much fun. I mean, this game is a blast. It's very retro-inspired with retro kind of sprites and characters. Um this game, it, I I can't recommend this game enough, and it wasn't very much money. I think it was like eleven ninety nine or ten ninety nine or something like that. It might have even been nine ninety nine, but it there the variety of different things in this game makes it so interesting. Every run you do has a different power up that does some wacky thing or some artifact and you go to the stores and you grab more hearts and you you have bombs like in Spelunky so you can throw bombs to blow up everything is destructible so you can blow up walls and create your own little tunnels to go down this game is an absolute blast so if you like this kind of game a lot like Spelunky then you should get this game
0: it looks kind of like Celeste meets Spelunky yeah I don't Um know why.
1: again it is hard, and you die often. So that's where the roguelike kind of element comes into play here.
0: Do you, like, power you up when you die? And you, can you start power again,
1: and then you can carry over some things into your next games. Gotcha. So that's the way that goes. Now, guys, uh, I'm in uh, love.
0: Uh, <laughs> uh, he's in love again.
1: I'm in love, guys. I'm in love. I'm in love. I'm in love with love. <laughs> I've had this next game on my wish list in steam for a year and I never bought it because when I would watch gameplay or look at graphics, it was always very rudimentary. Like yeah. the graphics don't look all that sophisticated. And for some reason I just decided I wasn't going to jump into this. I didn't get it. It finally went on sale and I picked it up. This game is awesome. I love What's it. Called, Eric? It's called Tiny Rogues, and it's been on my Steam wish list forever. I finally grabbed it, and I could not put this game down. I've been playing it on my Steam deck. I love this game. It is so awesome. I mean, it is a game where you're trapped in a small arena for most of the game, and it is a game where you can basically get power-ups. You can... You can find objects to, to, it's a, it's kind of a hard game to explain, but it is so good that I, on my first sitting, I played for about three hours straight and finally beat it with one of the characters and then moved on. There's like eight or nine different characters that, and you keep, keep unlocking characters and all the characters have different kind of uh, characteristics, I guess you would say, but When I watch this game, I'm like, oh, it just doesn't. It just looks chaotic, and it looks like it'd be very difficult. And and it is very, very challenging. But man, this game is so good. It is so good. I can't recommend it any higher. It's like I I just want to go play it right now. I mean, I'm like watching this video, going, man, I got to get in there and 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 play. Um, I love it. I mean, I'm probably not explaining it very well because it is a hard game to explain. But it is really, really good. It has RPG elements. You find different things you put on your body, like armor, hats, rings, stuff like that. So there's like this RPG element to it. And when you clear a level, you have a decision to make. There's like a branching path. Like you can go into one area or another. Um, you collect money in it, um, and then you can spend that in shops. So basically, um, it's
0: a an arena twin stick shooter that looks like the original Rogue, like old school.
2: It looks old school, Rogue. but it definitely doesn't play
0: old school. Yeah, no, um, it
2: looks, looks kind of PC EGA graphics, doesn't it? Yeah, and, and it, and not it actually quite EGA. the scan
1: lines will ripple like there's interference, yeah. like yeah, it, it's, it's got that. this very old kind of look to it. But you keep adding, um like you see that little yellow meter at the bottom, it's called level. You can keep adding level until you level up. And then you can add things that will enhance like some function, like 25% damage on your character or whatever. And, and all those things on the left-hand side are all things that stack. Like you keep building your character up. You just keep building them up, making them more and more powerful as you go through the level and like I said, I sat for three hours unlocking one whole character, and then I'm now I'm working on the other characters. And some of the other characters are more challenging because they don't do the same thing. Like the guy I had had projectile weapons, but the guy I'm playing right now has melee weapons. So like he has a sword. So you got to get up close and personal to your attackers when you're when you're playing. So and then you get these power ups that power up the melee weapons. And oh, man, I, I just I, it's so hard to explain, but this game. I, I kind of regret waiting so long to pull the trigger on this. It was on my wish list for literally like a year.
0: So you're playing it on a Steam Deck?
1: I'm playing on the Steam Deck now, but I think it's also on Switch. So if you're interested cool. in getting it, you, you can grab it there. But yeah, I love to pick it. This, this one game up is too. fantastic.
0: All nice. Right,
2: that's me being in love. I'm over Well done. Sounds good.
0: Way to fall in love. And uh, speaking of falling in love, we just fell in love with six good games six good games Uh, eric remind us again what um actually yeah eric came up with this one remind us what we talked about on this six good games segment eric
1: so for this six good games it is all about arcade sequels six good arcade sequels where it is a sequel of an arcade game so it can't be a home game that got converted to a sequel or anything like that it is an arcade sequel of an original arcade
0: game perfect i think i started last time eric so obviously we we grabbed two each that's you know two yep. plus two <clears throat> plus three is six um and we just Correct. picked a couple games that spoke to us so eric how about you start this one off since this is your baby
1: sure so the first game that i picked is one and it was kind of the reason i picked this uh this, this uh, genre of games to talk about. I heard about this game on two different podcasts, and I was going back listening to old podcasts of different, of different uh, podcasts, and two of them talked about how this game was amazing, especially compared to the original.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, this is a particular game where it's way better than the original, and it is Elevator Action Returns. Um, I have a little bit of history with Elevator Action. I played the original Elevator Action in the arcade and enjoyed it. But it, I back in the day, when I had an original Game Boy, the black and white Game Boy, and I only had three cartridges for it. I had Asteroids, I had Tetris, and I had Elevator Action. And so I, I liked it. I enjoyed the game. I loved the original. Um, it was rudimentary, but it was, it was a fun game. Elevator Action Returns makes everything way better. The graphics are way better on this. Um, it. I, I played this to for the show. I mean, I did the research on it because I had heard about this on another podcast, and I was like, man, this game is so much fun. It, the graphics are way better than the original. You basically are in the same kind of deal. You you have elevators that go up and down, but this game also scrolls left and right, like sideways. There's a, There are sideways missions, there are multiple levels there. This one is in a building kind of like the original of action, but then there's one in an airport. There's one in a, um, uh, gotta, it's like a factory kind of thing, like a, where there's girders and stuff like that. Um, the goal of the game is you must go through this building and find the red door. The red door is the secrets that you need. You grab that and then you exit out of the level and you beat that level. Along the way, you'll find doors that are blue, and the blue ones have this roulette wheel that spins with power-ups. The different power-ups give you, like, a machine gun, additional armor, or, like, a a missile launcher. The missile launcher will kill everything on the level. So, like, if you're on a particular level, knock kills all of the enemies. Um, You have the controls... um, I almost was missing something in the controls. When you start this game, you start with three different characters. They all have different abilities and they all play differently. One's a woman and the other two are dudes, but the dudes have like, one is super strong and is better with melee stuff. The other dude has a better gun. Um, But anyway, you pick a character, you have shoot, you have jump. And then I didn't know this, my first few playthroughs, you hit both buttons and it launches the secondary weapon, which is usually like a grenade or something like that. See that, And yeah. all three characters have different secondary weapons. Um, that really is all there is to it. It is simple to play, like they say, simple to play, difficult to master. But I think this game is fantastic. I really, really enjoy playing this game. Uh, the graphics are very, very good. This game is a... Is by Taito, which we've talked about uh, in the last last month's segment. We talked about the Taito game. Um, there was multiple releases for this. There was a release on Sega Saturn, there were PlayStation Two, Windows, Xbox. They all in Taito Legends Two. Um, there was a release of this game as well as arcade. Um, the music in this game is fantastic. Like I said, there are tons of animations, tons of very cool things in this game. It's really worth if Elevator Action the one thing that the reason one of the things that this sequel why it didn't wasn't super popular is there were 11 years between the release. So I mean yeah, Elevator Action came out in 1983. This one came out in change. 1994. So by the time Elevator Action Returns came out, people had forgotten about Elevator Action. I mean it was 11 years later.
0: So it's it did very do well un- in that. It's a very unique game i've never seen any other game with this any of this gameplay mechanic with the elevators and the and it's kind of it does kind of feel antiquated but you know at that time i might have been like this is way old school what is this but now when you play it you're like no this is a it took the original and made it you know really good (laughs) yeah
1: this one's a blast if you guys get a chance put it on your main cabinet or whatever play it just give it a shot because um I really enjoy this game, Elevator Action Returns. It is called Elevator Action 2 in some regions, but generally it's Elevator Action Returns by Taito. It's
0: That's cool. like The second level is completely different. Like you said, it's side-scrolling, so you're in an airport yeah. and there's only two levels and it really changes the gameplay a lot, I think.
2: Yeah, um, It kind of almost goes more into a run-and-gun, doesn't it? In the, yeah. In the yeah. second level. Yeah.
0: I got more excited once I saw the run-and-gun aspect of it. Uh, right let's check out level three here see if it goes back to a tower or what oh yeah there's more tower like this is more tower
1: like but it's more like kind of a factory or something like that and then there there's a lot of different and and varied levels in this and that's one of the benefits of this game i mean it 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 throws a lot of differences at you other because the original elevator action was very static like i mean it was pretty much the same building over and over and over again
0: yeah, Elevator Action is a game that I could never get into. I've tried a couple of times since I heard it was actually, you know, an arcade game with some clout. Uh, mm-hmm. But, you know, when I had it on my main cabin, I'd never heard of it. No one's going to pick Elevator Action, like, by the title. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. are you talking about the most boring game ever? Elevator Action? Stand right. there and
2: listen to some music. Wow. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, um Anyways, yeah, it never clicked with me, but this one looks like it's worth a, a shot. This is pretty cool. It's very 80s or, I guess, early 90s, like cyberpunk, you know, yeah. dystopian type of... Uh, oh, what's the movie I'm thinking of? Demolition Man kind Demolition of world. Demolition Man, yeah. That
2: sort of thing, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Robocop.
0: Cool. Cool. Tim, how about you, my friend? Which
2: one do you want to go with here? Okay, so my first choice... Um was a new one to me. So I've never heard of this game before. Really? Um, and I, I, I guess maybe it will surprise a few people, but it, this was a new one to me. So I have chosen Gunbird 2, which yes. obviously is the follow-up to Gunbird. <laughs> um, this is a mega, 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 mega 2D scroller. Um, it was uh, developed by uh, Psycho um and published by Capcom in Japan in 1998 and it's obviously the sequel to the original Gumbird uh the game plot um you've got seven warriors are challenged as a head-on quest to find three powerful elements of sun moon and stars whoever brings the elements to god will be rewarded by with the a legendary almighty potion and its magical powers but who cares <laughs> this is just a mega shoot 'em up. <laughs> um, the graphics, the sound, um, it's a whole visceral experience, this one. It's really, really colorful, uh, done in kind of like the Japanese anime style. Um, you have just got a ton of gameplay in this. Um, there are, like I say, so I mentioned. There's, there's some different characters that you can start off the game with. Each one has their own unique set of um, power ups that you can get along the way. Um, the uh, there's there's two different two different kind of like game mechanics. So you've got you're you're collecting your power ups. Um, they enhance your shots in different ways but you can also um hold down the button and charge up that power up and then some of them have something that you kind of like release into the play field and then it just kind of like uh, like the robot character i can't remember his name now uh, but he releases like this uh little drone and it goes out and shoots and all that sort of stuff um but this one is is well known for like it's high score mechanic um so there's uh, in the in the play field you can the one of the main mechanics is that you've got to collect coins um and those coins if you collect them when they're glowing white for they they're glowing white for like three or four frames of animation so like like two or th- uh, a lot not even a second but if you c- collect them in that order um you get chains so you get power ups and um bonuses to, uh, and different things happen in the game based on that um you've got a power meter at the bottom of the game um and that builds up as you go along as you um shoot more enemies and that sort of thing and then that provides you with extra power-ups um i guess the the best way to describe the graphics in this is um uh, i don't know uh, very mid uh very 90s style but really colorful uh, really sort of like mechanical um and uh, there's so so many different um oh, I, I don't know this this blew my mind this game when i first played it <laughs> um
0: yeah it's very creative and you have lots of weird japanese stuff going on but it's all done very tongue-in-cheek um almost uh almost metal slug like animations lots of background animations and things like that yeah
2: yeah there's, there's tons tons going on in the background stuff comes from um you know on on the ground and in the sky uh, so there's there's both type of elements of that sort of thing to deal with um but yeah this this was just absolutely brilliant um so there's this is the, I played the arcade version uh, there's also a version which is slightly enhanced and I think there's an extra character which came out on the dreamcast um there's a ps2 version that was released uh, which was gunbird special edition and that was made available in um america and europe but in japan there was a gunbird one and gunbird two uh compilation um so you can pick that up in japan um i think it was also the original gunbird was released on the saturn as well um but yeah i would really recommend um, going out and and having a go at this one. If you're a, if you're a fan of shooters, um, and if you haven't played this one like me before, then yeah, definitely go out and get this. It's also um, you can pick it up on. Um, I think it's also on. They did a, ver- a new enhanced version on the Switch, um, and I think it's also on the Xbox Arcade as well, on the marketplace on there. But this this is epic.
0: Oh, absolutely love <laughs> this game. Uh, So, there's a version of this game you missed that you might not know about, and I don't know if you heard me laughing when you were talking about the robot. Yeah. Um, Because I cannot remember the robot's name in Gunbird 2, but have you heard of the version on the PlayStation 1, Tim? So, there's a game on the PlayStation 1 called Mobile
2: Light Force. Oh right, okay, yeah. I, I think someone mentioned this because uh, I w- watched a couple of YouTube videos, and I think someone mentioned about this. Yeah. So,
0: Mobile Light Force. If you, it's hilarious because I have a game called Mobile Light Force on the PlayStation One. I own it. This yeah. is it. It, it, it's a picture of basically three women who straight up Charlie's Daniels ripoffs. Um, Charlie's Angels, yeah. Charlie's, I'm sorry, Charlie's Daniels. <laughs> Charlie's Angels, uh, <laughs> ripoffs, and uh, on the cover it has nothing to do with the game at all, and it is. It is this game. It is um, it's it's Gunbird 2. Gunbird 2, right. It's Gunbird 2, but it's called Mobile Light Force. Then they came out with a game on the PlayStation 2 called Mobile Light Force 2, which is another Japanese shooter called, uh, I'm forgetting the name right now, but it's a completely different, um, pre- completely different game. But the part I really wanted to show you, because it's hilarious, uh, I can't find it right now. But when you go to the character select screen, I don't know why, but they just changed the names of all the characters. Yeah. The name of the robot is MILF2000. Oh,
1: no. <laughs> that's unfortunate
0: <laughs> whoops milf 2000 i have no idea why um in fact mobile i need Mobile
2: to... light for something i guess but
0: no yeah now i gotta write it i gotta write in there to see if uh yeah, be I, may... when you Google yeah I know one. right yeah yeah exactly i was hoping they'd, fu- they'd pull it up but uh All right, let me t- I'm gonna type mobile light force in here because it's, it's just it's almost unbelievable, but yeah, no it's absolutely great great game.
2: <laughs> Milf um, 2000 there it is. <laughs> so Eric, I know you you dashed off for a moment, but have have you seen Gunbird? Oh yes. 3? Oh yes. Yep. So yep. Gunbird 2,
1: the first time I ever played that was on I think Dreamcast and I enjoyed it there. And then I remember when the Here we go. is it called Sikyo? Sikyo? Sikyo. Yeah. Um, when they came out with the collection on the switch i got that and that was included in there and the cool thing is you can put it in tate mode yes
2: yeah yep,
0: yep. yeah we both there have it, it on the there. MILF 2000. There it milf <laughs> 2000.
2: it's a real thing we're not being di- we're not being disgusting it's a real thing <laughs> yeah and the
0: other names are great great too because they're random marion john last john suarez um no <laughs> they're playing with milf 2000 but yeah, it is a great game. What I do like about... It's kind of a, a, a positive and a negative about the Sicio shooters is they are all built on the same platform. It's very, like the power-ups yeah. are always the the P, which is, you know, like you said, Psycho, right? Sikyo. It yeah. starts with the P, PS. Um, so a lot of those play the same. Uh, They're very similar feel to them. But uh, I think Gunbird is... Gunbird 2 specifically, I think it might be my favorite Sicio shooter. So... Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's
1: cool not- thing is if I think you're right. They play the same, but if you like the way they play, then that's a exactly. good thing. As long exactly. as the game changes, then you're familiar with the game when you jump into a new one.
2: Exactly, and I think that's <clears> that's the challenge, isn't it? Is going between the 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 new versions or the different versions of the game and that sort of thing. The game mechanic is is very very similar, so you can jump in there and then you can. Um, you know, max it out pretty quickly um, and get get used to it. Some of the, some of the runs that I'd seen on this one were I- incredible. How they were playing it, you know, they got whole strategies down on it. It's just like wow, <laughs> brilliant.
0: Yep. Yeah, I w- well I was going to say one more thing. It was very very important, you guys. It's very important, but now I can't remember what it was. <laughs> ah well.
2: I'm defi- definitely definitely going to have to look out for mobile light force as well, then.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and you can get that for like five bucks, at least that I when i got it it was dirt cheap but yeah um,
2: Yeah, Gum 2 is not outrageously priced so i was quite surprised by that
0: honestly the the mobile mobile light force does that thing though where uh instead of showing you the whole screen it zooms in so when you go back it has like it the camera has to follow you and it doesn't work as well so you want you want the dreamcast version or, or something yeah
1: I want to get a poster now for my game room that for the milf, milf, 2000. 2000. <laughs> milf 2000, exactly. Let
0: me make, make some notes here. of Things we need yeah. to pick up. All it's right.
2: Got to be yep. another thing to add to the, um, pixel guide and merchandise. <laughs> there we <you> go. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: there we go. Yeah, yeah. I'm writing these things down. These, these are good notes. You no, know, what I was going to say is that as far as the gameplay goes too, it's, um, it's, a little bit old school, a little bit new school. New school, so mm. it doesn't, it doesn't, it's not constantly a bullet hell, but some of the no. bosses will have bullet hell patterns. But then yeah. the actual gameplay is not bullet hell, so it's kind of a, a fun mix between the two.
2: Yeah, you kind of start out relatively easy, and then it just goes nuts when you get to the boss's parts.
0: All right, so here's where I have to throw in my little. Um, Cody's going to be difficult. My arcade sequel my first arcade sequel is a pinball machine which is an arcade game yeah darn it which is a sequel to a previous pinball machine (laughs) um so the game i chose the original game is the classic williams title black knight which i believe came out in 81 i guess i should look it up um however when it came out it was the early early 80s it was one of one of williams first um solid state pinballs before that you know it was uh uh what they called electromechanical had click relays and things like that um right now so when the f- when the first one came out it was known uh, a big part of what it was you know big on was the fact that it had uh, voice call outs with an actual human voice now it only had like seven words that it can put in different orders like black knight fights you uh oh, wow. things like that right <laughs> yeah and uh like you lose, ha 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 ha, things like that. Right. Um, it was a really cool playfield. In fact, it was the first, I believe, it was the first multi-level playfield where you actually okay. did stuff at a, a lower level, and then you can go up to the top of the playfield where it goes, it raises up. You have to go up ramps to go up top. Um, now you couldn't really go much underneath the top playfield; just a little bit. That would come later. But, um, anyways when black knight 2000 came out it was 1989 obviously big leap in technology in solid state technology in those 10 years or so and uh black 2000 kept the feel and a lot of the mechanics of the original black knight pinball game but just cheesed it up when it came to the sound and and things like that um i'm trying to find a good way to show you guys the gameplay while i while i do this i guess i could type like black knight uh 2000. I'll put pinball arcade in here. Cause that's where I played it the most. There we go. Pinball arcade. Actually, we can do it this way. Cause you'll see a real pinball machine the way they do on tournaments, um, where it's the top down camera on the pinball machine. But yeah. what makes the game so cool now is like I said, they, all the colors are that much more intense. The, the play play field is got that many more lights on it going crazy. It kept a lot of the features that the original black Knight had, Uh, For example, the first Black Knight came up with the Magna Save, which is a a little electromagnet on the out lane. And so you actually had a second button next to the flipper. So if the ball was going to go out of bounds and you had the the, um, Magna Save lit, you can hit that second button and it'll turn on that magnet for like five seconds, grab the ball and then drop it right back to your flipper. Um, So it's kind of a ball save, but you had to do it yourself. This is a super fast both of them are, but this one even more so is a super fast game where the ball is bouncing around really fast because you basically have two very small play fields that you're playing at any given time. Um, the goal really is to get it back to the top play field in which you want to um, I'm pointing with my fingers, not that you can see. Uh, we really want to use that little flipper at the top play field. <laughs> yeah. To knock down the three the three um these three little gates at the top. And that's your ball lock. So you want to knock those three gates down, lock a ball in there, then knock three down again, lock a ball in there. And once you get the third one in there, it becomes multi-ball. Now, in my opinion, my brain doesn't work well uh, when it comes to this kind of multi-ball. And it's hard because when you get the ball up there in multi-ball, your main goal is to use that top level flipper again to get those balls back in that same ball lock. And you get jackpots for that. The problem is you got balls that are constantly and very quickly falling down to the bottom play field and uh so you're trying to keep the balls alive down there while still trying to somehow focus on hitting the ball just right up top to get them locked back up for the jackpots and i just every time i get multiple on this i get very excited and i drain like within three seconds all my three balls and i just lose um but it's fun it's exciting and what it really comes down to i wish i could show you the uh you can see the lights are going crazy right now
2: yeah
0: um it's a very visceral game it's loud and it's in your face and it's hilarious so and this version of uh of black knight black knight 2000 there's this um super 80s like opera uh song going on it's really like, heavy beat very pumping and uh, you know you've got these backup singers singing these like <laughs> and uh while that's happening the black knight is mocking you he's like you are puny you are gonna die <laughs> and the whole concept is you're fighting this night one-on-one right um and uh i He makes, he mocks you. He makes fun of your plays. Um, and then I'm trying to remember some of the call outs he says, but they're, they're really funny. And, uh, and the, and the real arcade machine has a speaker that his voice is very low and loud. so it like fills the arcade with the black knight calling you out. And, um, but I have to, so in the middle of a fight, it's hilarious. And I'm going to get the words wrong, but the orchestral singing women in the background sing this like, um, Get ready for battle. You're gonna fight. <laughs> I heard everybody says something da 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 defeat the black knight. And then he laughs and make, makes fun of you again. It's just super eighties and over the top, and uh it's it's the original game but turned up to eleven. So that's my choice for arcade sequel Black Knight.
2: Nice. Nice. I didn't think of choosing a pinball. <laughs> that's
0: pretty there's a couple of because Attack from Mars had a sequel called Revenge of Mart for Mars yeah uh and i'm trying to remember um
2: and I'm, I'm guessing the star wars films all the different star wars films got their old p- own pinball did they
0: uh no actually they, no? they there was uh there was original you're right kind of there's one in the 80s a very old school one and then they did the when they did the reboots um the uh what is it called episode one They did a a new version of that in the early 2000s, but it flopped. And then they just... because it
2: probably had Jar Jar Binks on there somewhere, didn't it?
0: It had that that Anakin whatever. These
2: are so useless!
0: (laughs) And then they just came out with a brand new Star Wars one, uh, so they are all like 20 years apart. So, anyways. Cool. I'll stop talking.
1: Is there a digital version of that?
0: Yeah, I've played on Pinball Arcade. I don't know if it's on Zen Pinball. I don't think so.
1: Okay, I don't think so. That would be a cool one. Yeah, to get on the Switch
0: somehow. I'm very interested in this one, Eric, because I think this one's kind of a controversial pick as far as being a true sequel. Really? Well,
1: okay. Maybe I can persuade you with my story.
0: Yes, do so.
1: So my pick. My second pick and my personal last pick is Asteroids Deluxe. So this is a multi-directional shooter arcade game with monochrome vector graphics released in April 1981 by Atari. It is the sequel to Asteroids and was designed to combat the saucer hunting strategy of the original allowing experts to play for extended times. So this game was made because the original Asteroids game had this flaw where you could go off the, the game. You could go off on one side and you would come back on the other side. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. People would take advantage of that by going off on of the side, then popping, like going back and forth. Back and forth, yeah. But the tracking nature of the enemies would, you know, would follow you with one side. And when you went to the other side, they they would follow you to the other side. And it would allow, that little hiccup would allow players to literally put a quarter in and play for hours and hours and hours. And so the makers, Atari, came out with Asteroids Deluxe. And this has a lot of differences than the original Asteroids, which I find actually better. I love the original Asteroids. And I played it a ton as a kid in the arcade. But this game makes I think a couple tweaks and makes it better and also adds some things that are really cool. Um, the first thing that it adds is it stops that shenanigans. Like the enemies <laughs> will track you off the screen. So, you know, when you try to go off the screen, they will follow you off and your their fire will wrap around as well, which it didn't in the original game. So that stopped the people putting the quarters in and playing for hours and hours. And a couple other changes. Um, you used to have two buttons to rotate your ship, a thrust button, a fire button, and then you had the button in the middle, which was in the original game was hyperspace. Mm-hmm. You'd hit it yeah. and you disappear and show up on another part of the thing. And you're the, in trouble. It's Spin
0: the roulette wheel. <laughs> yep. Yeah.
1: They don't have that in Asteroids Deluxe. In Asteroids Deluxe, what you have is um, you have shields, shields, and they don't last forever. So you hold them and the shields will show up and they will last for a few seconds. And it allows you to bounce off of enemies. Um, And then of course there are asteroids that you fire and there are spaceships. And then there are things called killer satellites and the killer satellites are these little like geometric shapes. And when you hit it with your first shot, It breaks into like I think it's four different enemies that start to heat seek at you, and then when you hit each of the little pieces that break off of that piece, they turn into two more smaller pieces. So literally, these killer satellites are these big geometric shapes that break into four, and then the four will break into eight as you as you break those up. Um, I thought the killer satellites were really neat, and they're they're kind of homing AI that will you know that that seeks that kind of find you is pretty scary when you first encounter that because they will hunt you down and chase you across the board. And they don't, they're not susceptible to the same flaws in the original asteroid. So like when you go off the screen, they will just follow you. And so you really have to blast the pieces that are breakout from these killer satellites. Um, I think, I don't know where you heard that it might not be a sequel, but from everything I've read, it is a direct sequel from Asteroids that was designed to make more money because you'd had to put more quarters into it because you couldn't take advantage of the flaws in the original game. Um, Other than that, it's a vector based graphics. If you haven't played Asteroids before, which almost everyone's familiar with Asteroids. um, One thing I love about this game, which I'll have it playing on my main cabinet and just have it playing in the background because the sound is awesome in this game. Like It is so distinctive. Um, I I could hear this across the room in an arcade, like I can, I can, I can can walk into anything
2: else. Yeah, (laughs) yeah,
1: I can uh, walk into arcade and go, oh, there's an Asteroids Deluxe machine here because the 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 sound is so awesome. Yeah. Um, one one other thing I want to mention because you brought up blacklight, your blacklight stuff, Cody. Yeah. This is kind of hard to explain, but if you pull up any video on YouTube, it'll explain it. The screen you see in Asteroids Deluxe, the thing we're watching right now, is not the screen. The screen is at the bottom of the arcade cabinet, facing upwards. And it reflects off of a mirror. And if you look in that picture that you're playing there, Cody, that is a blacklight image, a 3D blacklight image. Yep. And in the arcade cabinet, in the, the thing on the top, what is that called? I always forget the name of it. Um, the
0: marquee. The, the marquee. marquee yeah. There
1: is a regular light that shines through the marquee, and there is a black light that points down and highlights all those 3D graphics. So they were superimposed on that mirror image, and it creates this really cool effect in the background. But in the dark arcade, it totally lights up because it's black light. So, it's way cool. Wiggle. So the original arcade cabinet is really cool, and the game I love playing. I'll, I'll play Asteroids Deluxe for hours. I love this game.
2: I wonder, am I am I being stupid here? Mm-hmm. I wonder. Would that have introduced any degree of lag in the game? Yeah, the mirror image. Yeah, I don't would know. They have had that... to allow for that in the in the coding of the game. I don't know because I mean that should be pretty instantaneous. Should... It's just a reflection. It Should be, but yeah i mean
0: that's yeah. a good question Tec- I don't know. technically the speed of light would be the amount of lag but i'm sure yeah. that's imperceptible hmm. so let me let me yeah so you taught me a bunch of things about this game so i my knowledge i've never played one of these uh in person mm-hmm. yeah um my understanding of asteroids deluxe was that it was purely a cabinet revision i had no idea there was a different game in place hmm. that being said yeah, it, was- it it very even, it even looks very similar but huge tweaks to make the game better that shield obviously is much better than the roulette wheel of hyperspace. And then those cool new, um, the couple other tweaks. I mean, they're not major tweaks. It's a very similar game still, but uh, very, it's a very
1: similar game, but it definitely wasn't just a cabinet upgrade because the cabinets way different than the original asteroids. They didn't have the black light or the mirror thing. It was a, the original asteroids was a direct vector CRT that was in there.
0: So that's what I I said that when I said that, that's what I thought. I knew about the reflection, the black light thing, but I thought that was the big upgrade. I didn't know the actual software had changed as well. Right. So to me, it w- that yep. wouldn't have been a sequel. It's just a cabinet upgrade. But in this case, it, um, there is some game modifications going on.
1: Have yeah. I, mean, I, learned a lot, <laughs> I learned a lot researching this about the cabinet and which is, I find fascinating. The original cabinet in 81 was very, I mean, it, it, there wasn't anything like it in the arcade. I mean, this was a very unique arcade cabinet and one that I, frankly, man, it, it, if I had the room, I would be searching out for Nastroid's Asteroids deluxe. This is a pretty rare and kind of cool cabinet.
2: Nice yep. choice. And, um, and we had, um, obviously happy coding friend of the show. Uh, he yeah. did a version of this as well, didn't he? Included on the Asteroids RX special edition, I think, wasn't it? Where he put the yeah. deluxe edition in there as well.
1: You're you're correct. Yep. Yep. Cool. So that is my final pick.
2: Who's next? So my final pick. Um, oh, yeah, I was yeah, waiting yeah. to see if anyone else was going to put this one, because I, I had to go kind of like semi-modern stuff and go back to, back to the original days in the arcade and i couldn't let this one go by so my second pick is ms pac-man i just love this game (laughs) i don't think it really needs a massive amount of uh description or or revisiting or anything like that but um yeah i I just love ms pac-man and this if i'm going to play a pac-man game this is the one i uh, this is the one i go for um it's hasn't got that sort of like the monotony of the original pac-man um it's got a bit more randomization in it um the mazes are a bit more um there's a bit more about the whole game really isn't there i think um one thing i love is the um the little fruits that come along around the level and uh you've got to chase down the fruits as well as the as the as the ghosts um so there was some noticeable differences about this game um so uh what we what were we looking at? So the the first, second and fourth mazes on this one have uh two sets of warp tunnels as opposed to only one in the original maze. Uh the walls have solid colours rather than outlines. Um instead of appearing in the center of the maze, like I mentioned, the bo- the, the fruits bounce around the maze. Um and when Miss Pac-Man makes contact with a ghost, so this is sort of like the 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 way that the the uh Pat, Ms. Pac-Man dies. Um, she spins around. Um, or as in the back of the arcade flyer, information says she dramatically swoons and falls. Apparently,
1: swoons <laughs>
2: rather than folding in herself uh, as Pac-Man did. Um, the other thing they did with this one is they completely revamped all the music and the sound effects. Uh, this one also's got sort of like the cut screen uh, cutscenes in between the levels as well. Um, but yeah, I, ju- I just couldn't let this go. I just had to bring in Miss Pac-Man. <laughs> Great choice.
1: I've played Miss Pac-Man many, many more hours than the original Pac-Man. I mean, when I was a kid, Pac-Man was a phenomenon, obviously. I mean, it was on everything. They made songs about it, pop songs and stuff like that. But you're right. It got a little mundane in the arcade. It was a game of memorization. The people that did really well with it memorized the mazes because everything was exactly the same in every single game. And it just made it kind of boring after a while. Um. I mean, Pac-Man was a great game, but this game improved on it by the randomization you were talking about and all the mm-hmm. other little elements in the game. I I had this in a local shop, Bing's Market. Bing's Market. Bing, and Bing. I would come home from school and I'd go there and I'd buy grape bubble, bubble yum, you know, the bubble gum, the big mm-hmm. chunky bubble gum. Grape bubble yum and chew on that and play Ms. Pac-Man for you know four three or four quarters and then go home. And I loved it. Oh, what does the, the Boblin, the Boblin
2: think? He <laughs> <laughs> likes it too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Miss Batman, absolute stone cold classic. And I couldn't do sequels without, well, I couldn't let this one go. I just had to put Miss Pac-Man in as my second choice.
0: I appreciate yep. that. Yep. All right. I guess I got the last pick here. So got the last one. <clears throat> yeah. There was a couple I was waiting for that didn't get picked up as well. But ultimately, I'm not going to lie, I saw uh, I saw Tim go new school shmup, and I'm like, oh, I've got to go new school shmup too. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> so one of my favorite shmups of all time is Dodon Pachi Mm-hmm from Cave. Uh, in my opinion, I don't know if it's technically accurate, but I'm going to call it the first, if not one of the first, but I think it's the first... Um, uh, what's the word? Manic shmup, right? Vertically scrolling manic shmup where there's just bullets flying everywhere. Like bullet it look, hell. It looks That's impossible. I, yeah, bullet yeah. hell. Looks impossible, but there's little patterns through that you learn and you can get through. Um, and I'm going to describe the first game because the second game, the one I'm going to actually talk about, uh, is based off of the first game very well. And uh, you're, you can pick one of three ships. You know, you got a fast ship with a. A narrow beam and a slow ship With a wide beam and you've got your In between ship um, And the ships they all shoot uh, You know these patterns But if you hold down the button It'll shoot a straight like laser beam A big thick laser beam in front of you And your ship slows down so you can actually Do more damage with the laser beam But at the same time you can um, Actually get slower Which helps you navigate some of those really tight um, uh, Bullet patterns so, really cool, uh, you know, Japanese, very traditional Japanese uh, shmup, shoot 'em up with uh, big insect robot characters and a very heavy bee theme. In fact, every level's got a certain number of hidden bees in the level, and if you shoot them with the tip of your laser, when you start the laser, they, uh, they become available for you to grab. And so, again, kind of like uh, you were saying, Tim, a lot of these Japanese shmups... All of them really are really score-chasing games. You know, you can play them to try to beat the game. You can trade them, try, play them to try to beat the game with only one credit. And you can also play them to try to get the highest score. Um, so there's multiple ways to play these seemingly simple scrolling games. Um, but the game is just visceral. And then again, there's uh, like these golden stars that fly out everywhere. So one of my favorite games. However, I'm here to talk about not Don Patchy. But Dodon Patchy, which is the sequel to Don Patchy. And it's technically called Dodon Patchy uh, B Swarm, I believe. What's it? B Bee... B Storm? B Storm. Thank you. Um, and there's other versions of it that they've made changes to. In fact, Black Label is a very popular one. I'll get to that in a second. Um, but basically, here I'm going to pull up Dodon Patchy. So Dodon Patchy came out a few years later and they made this sequel and this game, again, a vertically scrolling shmup in Tate mode. Um, it is just everything the first game is, but just more. Um, more bullets, more bees, more everything. However, the key to this game that I think makes it such a great sequel or a great game in period is it is actually um, surprisingly easy. So you play this game that is just massive amounts of bolts flying everywhere. It looks like you're the most talented person in the world, but it is a game that is not terribly difficult by a lot of people's standards. Uh, If you're looking for kind of a entry level manic shmup, this is a good one. Um, It's a good game to, to, uh, you know, try to play for score. It's a good game um, for memorization, for memorizing the patterns and, um, Although this, this part right here looks fairly difficult.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> uh, I was going to say, well, this looks pretty, pretty dicey. Hey, so can- we're,
2: we're, look, we're looking there on the video, and I'm seeing that there's bullets flying everywhere, and they're not actually impacting the ship. So how, how is that happening?
0: So just like uh, any of the other shmups that we're talking about, it's typically Japanese shmups, including, um, you know, Gunbird, there's a hitbox yeah so most of these i, you're, I know it's a kind of a leading question but um so yeah typically you know if it's a ship game it's going to be the cockpit the window of your of your ship so really you yeah you have to kind of learn that and that's also why people who don't know what they're seeing you do it looks really impressive because they're seeing you dodge all these bullets that are everywhere but um really it's a very
1: lenient hit target like yeah like they, they they there's a lot a lot of allowance in there.
0: You're you're basically uh, trying not to hit the the cockpit window with, with their bullets. Yeah. Um, I have so. a question for you. Yeah. So, I thought
1: there was Don Pachi, and then there was Dodon and then is this Dodon Pachi too? So, is there three games?
0: No, I, I it's Don 2 it's Dodon Pachi. You're correct. Correct. But then they made a, a couple remakes of Dodon Patchy and they made Black Label and they made a couple other ones which changed okay. patterns and, and difficulty and I think made it more of a challenge. And that's actually okay. the more popular version for for people who are really into these types of games. Uh, but I like the original because it's, it's more doable. <laughs> it, also, it also brings you into the game slowly. Um, so, yeah, you know you can go back and okay. play level 1 and 2 uh, I and was feel a little better confused about yourself cuz
1: i love i love do Dompachi. like i play it all the time I, I think it's a fantastic game i like the original one donpachi too but when you said do Dompachi 2 i was yeah. like oh that's my bad it's like a double sequel
0: <laughs> this is the remix Yep. yep cool so There I love we go it. I,
1: I i play this one all the time love it
0: this is one of my main go-tos right here
2: yeah. Cody, I think you should do a, a YouTube video on this, on on the the don on the don patchy and the on Dodum the patches series. Yeah, Let's do the, the patches. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. That is six good arcade sequels to original arcade games, and that is sadly an episode of Pixel Guide N. Yes, is. it is.
2: We've All had right, a blast.
0: <laughs> we have had a blast. So. We will catch you guys next month in March, April, May. <laughs> May, yeah. have <laughs> run through there. And I have a couple ideas for some battles and some six good games that I'll run by you guys shortly. Um, good. Anything you guys are looking forward to next month?
1: Sun. <laughs> <Wolf Yeah>. weather. <laughs> Warm weather, the sun, less work.
2: Yep.
0: Well, I have a feeling we're going to skip from our um, our 50-degree weather to our triple digits real quick here, Eric, and we're going to miss out on, yeah. you know, the comfortable right. in-between weather, but we'll see what happens. So I miss the rain. <laughs> <laughs> all right, exactly. y'all. Well, thank you guys for listening. And from the three of us to all of you, remember, it's, it's dangerous, dangerous to, to go, to go alone. Thank you again for listening. You can find episode information and show notes online at pixelguiden.com. Please follow us on Twitter at pixel underscore gaiden, And you can also follow Eric at the Project. That's D-U-H-Project. You can also follow Cody on Twitter at oddball49. That's O-D-D-B-A-1149. You can reach Tim Drew as well on Twitter at Sanction, that's S-A-N-X-I-O-N. If you are interested in supporting the show financially, please join us at our Patreon account. That's patreon.com forward slash pixelguiden. Please leave a review to help get our podcast listed higher up on the show rankings. We would also love to hear from you with any comments or input. So hit us up on our email at podcast at pixelguiden.com.